Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Valfast Launch with Rhett and James. Hello. How's it going, Rhett? <laughs> okay, I'm there. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I could always be better, but uh, I, I could also be worse, I suppose. Yeah, that's true, man. It's a crazy double-edged yep. sword, that life. <laughs> That life, yes, that's the, and I, I oftentimes just burst into song, you know, in regards to life and the crazy double-edged sword. I can't, I have a hard time finding a rhyme for sword, though. <laughs> so, do we got going tonight? I was just uh, watching. Uh, <laughs> I was just watching. Um, I guess David Blaine was on uh, Joe Rogan and his new stunt, check this out, is jumping out of an airplane (laughs) at 30,000 feet, holding on to helium balloons (laughs) and drifting down to earth. (laughs) So so I think uh, we should just right now, if you're a fan of David Blaine, you know, start praying for him because he's going to die. He says, no, but, you know, I learned, I've got breathing, I've got breathing techniques, I've got this under control, this is a thing that could happen. 35,000 feet, like, you, like, just going out of an airplane would kill anyone, I, you'd think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, he's going to do this in two weeks, so it'll be very interesting to watch the uh, death of a person live on YouTube. Um, <laughs> it's going to be, like, taken down immediately. I love it. But I'm like I'm, I'm I'm fearful when I like go to the second story of my apartment building and look over the edge. <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine what a fucking maniac you have to be to do that? Yeah. <sighs> oh, you sound healthy. <laughs> <laughs> have, have another cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I sound like all I sound awful too. Or you could just do a show where we do uh, dueling coughs. There you go, just to prove my point. It's awful. <laughs> it's a... Yeah, it's pretty bad. I admit. So how was your day? What'd you do? Um I cleaned a little and I watched TV. <laughs> so you just watched TV. Did you watch anything good? <laughs> um Mostly like Springer. <laughs> Repre- Not even, he doesn't even do a show yeah, anymore. I watch, just the, like I like, I watch a lot of ridiculousness, actually. Do you? Well, that's yeah. uh, hip. <laughs> that is my favorite thing about ridiculousness. Is it like still an actual show that's like still going on? I think or is so, it yeah. just like repeats? No, I well, I like the guy. Good. I like the guy who's dressed 
like a skateboarder, but he's like 48 years old. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and like, did he ever like adjust his clothing, you know, dealing with his age, or is he still dressed like a skateboarder? Uh, I think he still dressed like a skateboarder. <laughs> well, <clears throat> you got to hand it to him. He's got kutspa. <laughs> I mean, that's like this. Could you imagine if, like, a guy like if he wasn't the host of ridiculousness, uh, if he was just hanging out at the skate park? <laughs> <laughs> With like, what are they like, fourteen to like twenty-two skaters usually? <laughs> He'd be like, "Hey kids, I can buy you cigarettes." <laughs> I'll, I'll show you a really funny video of someone falling down, and I'll buy you cigarettes and beer, and we'll see where it goes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, yeah, watching people getting getting hurt is funny. Do you ever, like, wonder, though, like, with ridiculousness or with, you know, the final uh, seasons of uh, America's home, funniest home videos or whatever, if they were ever showing uh, something that was, you know, meant to be funny and you, like, you laugh, you go, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened, but then they cut the tape off because it actually was a death. You know, so yeah, you're just I not sure it- if it was a death. I think that if they actually got along with the death, they probably just wouldn't air it, no matter how funny it was. <laughs> I mean, if you're going for $10,000, you know, it's like, um, yeah, if if you're going for, you know, to try to win a prize, you might just leave the part out that actually this ended up in a death. You know what I mean? Right, right, or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to win the prize. <laughs> it was bad enough that my brother is uh, a quadriplegic, but we actually want to win the prize now so that we could actually pay for his fucking motorized wheelchair. All right. Yeah. First pregnant pause. <laughs> we need to start a drinking game. Okay. This will maybe bring in the, you know, the college kids. Yeah. Every time our show, we have a pregnant <laughs> pause, you take a shot. <laughs> and then, like, we'll be arrested for, like, leading to, like, you know, the highest fucking alcohol-related deaths of any podcast that ever existed. <laughs> Every time there's fucking blank air for like fucking 10 to 15 seconds, take a double shot of vodka. (laughs) Those poor bastards. They'll never even see what's coming. But yeah, like you watch those videos on... um, You watch... What's terrifying is people like... They film everything, so there most there must be like the most horrific things that you could ever imagine accidentally caught, uh, you know, just on on cell phones, you know. Yeah. Like you watch the things on Facebook, and it's like, look how this husky, you know, plays so well with our three month old, you know. Right. And it's like, you know, the husky's sitting there, and like the three month old is like, you know, like uh, squeezing its nose or whatever. But there's, there has to be 
video footage of a dog just ripping off a child's face, right? <laughs> because the cat's like, great. <laughs> I mean, that's, this, there's actually nothing funny about it. It's horrific. But, I mean, there just has to be, right? I mean, yeah. right? I mean, you would think that yeah. someone. There has video of a dog running off a child's face. <laughs> and I want to get it. <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> there needs to be a, a, a thread. I, I need to get my hands on it. <clears throat> so uh, if anyone out there has any footage of a dog mauling a baby, <laughs> please send it into our show. <laughs> we'll do a very special episode in remembrance of the child. Still just us, nobody's calling yet. It's still just us, nobody's calling <laughs> yet. <laughs> have you thrown, have you uh, cast the nets to add, ask people to call in? I have, I've tweeted it. <sighs> well, because you know that our last guest, uh, poor Angela, you know, and <laughs> she's being yeah. raked over the coals by her trans gendered son or I right. guess it was awful but I, I re-listened to some of it and the most awful <clears throat> part of the actual interview was when uh, I'd be like so Angela you know, tell me about this aspect of your relationship with your uh, daughter or son and then you go wait wait, wait I got a question and I go okay <laughs> and, you, and you'd go so Corrine, <laughs> what what happened? I go. Her name isn't Corrine. It's fucking Angela. And you go. Oh, I'm sorry. And then like five minutes would pass, and you'd be like, "But Wendy, you've got to understand." That. And I'd be like, "Her name isn't fucking Wendy. It's Angela." And this went on for like well over an hour. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you ever got her name right once, <laughs> but you kept addressing her by what you thought was probably her name. <laughs> no, at one My point I knew it was just a bit, and I was just. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't. I don't believe that for a fucking split second. <laughs> I remember her name was Betsy. <laughs> I mean, Angela. That's exactly it. Was, it was Sadie. Or Angela. <laughs> Angela. Oh. Well, maybe we should, uh, I think what we should do um, before all of our shows is uh, we should have a 10-minute uh, powwow before the show and clear our throats. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> all right, James, burp as much as you can. Burp as much as you have to and cough up a lung, and then we're going to start the show. We're going to do this uh, professionally. Yeah, I guess in the old radio days, they used to have, like, that little mute button or whatever. But I guess we have that on our phone, too. Yeah. And, and I have just on neglect my to use it. <laughs> I have it on my phone. <laughs> you just would never think to use it. You would yeah. never, ever think to use it. But, yes, there is a possibility that we could do that. It is a possibility. I just used it. Okay. There we go. Roll call so Biden underway. What's underway? The roll call to nominate Biden. 
Oh, well, he's going to be nominated. That. So, it's, I mean, that's not much of a uh, news story. Do they, are they doing – is the DNC convention, like, actually happening right now? But it's yeah, just so. being done over over the Internet? Uh, I don't know exactly how they're doing it. Um, let's see. Special DNC coverage. Happening now. Okay, we're back. We're, we're back to our, our, our initial problem that um, we're looking things up in live time. But, but, but here's the thing is I heard that, you know, they're having Hillary Clinton speak, which obviously they should. She, she won the popular vote by fucking three million votes last time, right? Yeah. But they're also having Bill Clinton speak, which is like, yee, right? I mean, I, I – was a defender. I was a defender of Bill Clinton during the Monica Lewinsky trial, and I am yeah. still a defender of Bill Clinton over that shit. But the Democrats are the biggest fucking hypocrites in the world if they support me too and then have him fucking speak. You know, and they're and they're talking about sexism. Or you know, Kamala Harris. If you criticize Kamala Harris, you're sexist. Well, holy shit! How about fucking an intern at the White House? Yeah, it just like I I I like Bill Clinton and I defended him and I will continue to defend him, but like the rest of the Democratic Party is not on board in any way when it's convenient for them. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing that just kind of like discombobulates me as far as you're having this guy fucking. You know how old was she? Twenty one. Who? Who? Yeah. Well, at any rate, I still think she knew what she was doing. She was, you know. No, I don't think she was that young. Let's see. Let me see. I remember the thing that struck me the hardest with the Lewinsky thing is she was, I I didn't think she was that attractive. Yeah. I mean, did you? Or maybe you did. I don't know. You like a little more, you know, pushing for the cushion. Oh, she was 22 at the time. Okay. I mean, and, you know, the whole thing about the Star Report is they've got the thing in there where she tells uh, Linda Tripp, I'm going to, she said, you know, this is all part of the, the, uh, uh, tapes. You know, the tape supposedly private conversations between her and Linda Tripp. But she said, I looked at this guy and I thought to myself, I'm going to get him. Right? So, like, that's like one of the reasons that you got to kind of, at the time even, you're like, well, what the fuck? You know, if you're 22, you know, or even 21 or however old, you know, you are, um, and you're a woman, you should have your faculties together, right? enough to make a decision to sleep with the president who you find powerful and attractive and you want to fuck. So, yeah, I guess, you know, but it's still at the same time, keeping with the standard standards of today's Democratic Party, it seems a little bit hypocritical that they would have him speak at the DNC 
And then if you criticize Kamala Harris for her actual um, voting record, you're called sexist, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was a whole thing that, you know, we lived through when we were a certain age. I think we were, what, 20, 25 or something? <clears throat> Whenever all that was going down, 23 maybe, 24. And I just remember thinking, well, you know, they kept saying, well, the reason we're impeaching Clinton is because he lied about the affair. And the thing I was always thinking was, well, you shouldn't have asked him the question in the first place. It was inappropriate. You know what I mean? So, like, he was, he, yeah, he was pushed into a, a corner, and then, of course, you're going to fucking lie. I mean, he, they, they weren't asking him about collusion with, uh, you know, China. They were asking him, did you get a blowjob? And he goes, no, I didn't have sex. And they were like, well, you did that under oath, so we're going to impeach you. And the thing was, it's like, well, that was an inappropriate question to ask a president to begin with. You know, so. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was a hit job, you know, and that's why I, you know, it was a hit job, just like kind of like they're doing hit jobs on if the last four years on Trump. So, all right. Well, I feel like Trump deserves a little more. Well, you know, it depends on, uh, you know, the, the person's point of view. You know, I ha- we happen to be Democrats, and that's the only reason that we think that uh, Trump deserves it more, but probably he doesn't. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you're, if you're going to go after Trump and all you have is uh, you're going after his character, well, then what the fuck? Yeah. But I guess what, I guess what um, it's the same thing as what they did to Clinton, you know? Uh, you have to look at what they achieved in office. And uh, Trump had achieved a lot in office, essentially, before this fucking coronavirus, and then they're going to pretend that he unleashed the coronavirus on the world. This is not saying that I'm voting for Trump, because I'm not, but I uh, I think, like, the media is a little upside down, the representation of him, right? All right. Yeah. And what are you up to now? Uh, <laughs> I'm watching our parcels. Please, um, just tell me a tell me a story, James. I'll tell you a story. Um, Do you see that uh, – I'm getting a lot of feedback, but did you see that uh, Rose McGowan just recently now is accusing director Alexander Payne of having sex with her when she was 15? Or accused, too, of having sex with her? 
A director named Alexander Payne. He did um, Election. He did Citizen Ruth. He did Nebraska. He did um, uh, About Schmidt. He's, so he's like a very uh, he's a, a, a gr- he's like an auteur, right? And uh, the whole thing is the, the thing is she said there she was fifteen. He was I guess twenty five. I guess and. Um, they had a sexual encounter, which at the time was absolutely and utterly consensual because she had a crush on him. <clears throat> and then um, looking back on it, she's saying, well, he was, I guess this is a feminist uh, terminology, but he, he was grooming her. Now looking back on it, she was groomed. So, um, yeah. So, no, the thing is, 15 is very, very fucking dicey, you know? I think that yeah. uh, if if what she's saying is true, um, he should get some blowback about that, because 15 is fucking dicey. I mean, if you're even... He wasn't even 21, you know? He was like 25. Um, but she even says... She even said at the beginning of her... Uh, latest accusation uh, it, you know at the time I thought it was consensual and I even congratulated him when he won an Academy Award on Twitter um, I remained friendly with him I would talk to him um, but now I'm rethinking things and she says I don't want to see him get destroyed but uh, this is what happened to me and I'm thinking, okay, first off, it's like she's throwing breadcrumbs. I mean, she seems so desperate for attention that, yeah. you know, with this Me Too shit, that she's just hold, holding on to, you know, four or five different stories, and then, you know, she'll wait so that she stays in the news cycle, like, at least once a year. So that kind of, like, ruins her credibility. You know, yeah. but if what she's saying is the truth, and she was 15, then he's kind of a dick, right? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> you know, I, 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 if I was 25, when I was 25, I was not fucking 15 year olds. So, but she's she's also kind of like. Semi insane, I think. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <clears throat> and what do we got? Uh, a car sized asteroid just made the closest flyby of Earth on record. And NASA didn't see it coming. Oh, man. Today was the first day of the Golden State Killer uh, trial. Hello? Right. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I was taking a leak. Uh, Well, um, the Golden State Killer, who is that? Can you, you did they say a car-sized ass? Did you say a car-sized asteroid? 
almost hit the earth yeah. because that wouldn't make much of an impact. <laughs> a car sized? Is that what you said? A car? Yeah, if a, a car sized asteroid hit like New York City, it would fuck it up. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, considering yeah. the Earth is like something like eighty percent water, I, the chances of it actually hitting land are astronomically low. And then, about the size of a car, <laughs> I don't know. Like when I, when you hear like you've heard like uh, a continent-sized asteroid has passed by the Earth, and you're like, holy shit! Thank God that was a fucking close one. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not sure about. A car size, and what kind of is it? Is it a minivan or is it compact? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then the Golden State Killer was what that fucking old dude that was a cop. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he was a cop. I think it was like a security guard or something. No, he was a cop, right? Because (laughs) this is the best. <laughs> because if I if I got the guy right, he was a cop for a while, and then uh, there was even one point where he um, shoplifted. It was something like, dude, I, I mean you can look it up, but it was something like he shoplifted um, a shovel, rope, and a and lie. <laughs> like so, like you, you don't even have to be fucking Sherlock Holmes to figure out what you're doing when you're shoplifting that. And he was doing it because he didn't want, as a cop, to have any kind of records of that shit um, going on. And they, they, he got arrested for shoplifting. And I think, I think they, I think that's when they fired him from the police department. But they didn't even like investigate or like ask why. Are you buying this shit? You know what I mean? Like, uh, so, so it's a major drop. And then again, that's kind of reflective of why we're like, okay, well, you know, the, the police right now need to be challenged a little bit because they've got a society that just protects itself as opposed to protecting the, you know, general public. Although, you know, I think right. they're getting maybe a little bit of a overreaction, but, um, I mean, it just, can you imagine? And this motherfucker, like, tortured people. He did the thing where, like, uh, he would he would be like, um, he would tie up the guy. And I think I'm thinking of the right person, right? He'd tie up, he would invade a, a, a couple's house. And he'd tie up the guy and put, like, plates on his back. And he'd be like, I'm going to rape your wife yeah. in front of you. And if yeah. uh, any of the plates fall off your back, mm. um, I'll just kill her. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, can you imagine what an ass- what an asshole you have to be? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just like a uh, just a remarkable asshole to, like, even, like, conceive of that kind of degradation, you know, to another person. Right. But, yeah, that's what turned so on. Also, and- he admitted to har- admitted harming 87 victims at 53 separate crime scenes. Oh my God! California counties in the plea deal that spares him the death penalty. Prosecutors said he's been spared the death penalty. Yeah, because he like had confessed to all of them. Well, all right, Jesus Christ. Um, well, you know the thing is, I have different I have differing thoughts on the death penalty myself. 
but I think it's like one of those things where it's good to tell him he's going to he's going to get the death penalty and then maybe he just dies of natural causes in jail because he's already an old motherfucker. But um, it's yeah. to have that hanging over his head and like eating away his conscience that I might be killed at any moment. And that's pretty much yeah. outside of states like Florida or Texas. That's how the death penalty works. It's just like it's a mental pen- penalty. You know what I mean? Most of them don't even get executed. But um, well, he is in California, I think. So yeah, well, I don't even think they have a death, death penalty, right? In California, yeah, I think they do. No, because they they had one, and then they revoked it. That's how like Manson got off it, right? No, he just said also he admitted to harming 87 victims at 53 crime scenes in 11 California counties in the plea deal that spares him the death penalty. Prosecutor says. Oh, okay. So they, they reinstated the death penalty in California. Okay. We know. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's so bizarre to me. Like, uh, you know, did you ever think about like you 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 ignore a person or you slighted a person, and then you actually feel like this giant pang of guilt? You know, yeah. could you imagine like having just like terrorized the couple? Not not once, but 80, 55 times or whatever. <clears throat> I mean, does he not? Is that is that like circuit just broken in his brain, or does he feel that guilt? Yeah, I don't know. Yikes. I mean, that's the whole thing about, like, <clears throat> true crime is, like, it just it's terrifying that people, you know, out there in the world, and, like, I can, I can understand during wartime that people become uh, so desensitized to violence because literally, you know, violence is wrought among them, and then, they, and then it's revenge, and then the lines get blurred. You know, and that's what leads to like, you know, little kids being shot in front of their mothers and all that because people are just so, you know, crazed. But when you have an actual functional society and you're doing awful things like that, it just it boggles my mind. I don't understand it. Like outside of they're just fucking crazy. And if you're that crazy, you can't be helped. So it's just maybe you're better off being killed. But then at the same time, another form of societal vengeance is allowing someone to live in a fucking five-by-five cell for 30 years. So, Dude, that was a good talk. Pardon? Dude, that was a good talk. Yeah, it it was a good talk. Fantastic. Fantastic. 
And I, I, I thank you for your contribution. I, I <laughs> wish you had a good story about um, breaking into a couple's apartment and uh, molesting or murdering one or both of them. <clears throat> that would be an even <clears throat> better stuff. <clears throat> it could happen. You never know. Just a matter of time. <laughs> you never know when the mood might hit you. <laughs> yeah, I bet I, you have bought a shovel. You have bought rope. But uh, now we're waiting for the lie. <laughs> I tell you, I was down in Mexico, and uh, I was my my mother's second husband despised me, right? So um, yeah, I, I went down there. Yes, it was Jerry. So I went down there to um, help, like, uh, um, renovate the houses they had bought. So there were a couple different things that happened where I felt that he was <laughs> trying to kill me. Uh, <laughs> the first was he... Uh, uh, had this ladder, and he goes, you need to... We There was a house we had that had um, uh, like a a large kind of descending triangular um, archway built of glass. So it was like the, the back of the house was just all glass, but it was like 20 foot, 25 foot high. So he's like, I need you to get on this ladder... <laughs> to get on this uh, second ladder, uh, which was a, then a step ladder. But there was, like, a little, uh, like, jutting area after the one, – once I got up, like, 15 feet, there was, like, this little jutting area to where I could then put the fucking three-foot ladder. And then he gave me, like, that some kind of, like – it was, like a, 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 like, a pool thing or whatever. Like, a, you'd clean a pool with it. But I was supposed to, uh, he's like, we have a spider infestation at the top. And so like, I'm sitting there and I had, I really had like fucked up my life. So I had no other, this is what I was doing. I was in Mexico fucking working. So like, I, so I've got this like, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm 15 foot high, but then I'm t- on top of a three, three or four foot step ladder and I'm waving around this fucking uh, pool scrubby cleaner that's a, a, another 10 <laughs> feet high, right? And all of these fucking – and I'm getting rid of the spiders, and all of these spiders are falling on me. <laughs> <laughs> on my hair. And they weren't like – it wasn't like there were tarantulas or anything. They were those little teeny little spiders. But they were just all just they was like they were raining on me, and I was just like, and I, I remember thinking in the back of my head, he's trying to fucking kill me because you know, and I was like, I'm not gonna let him kill me. I'm gonna fucking keep my poise. I'm gonna fucking do this, and I just fucking got through it, right? Okay. So then, like a couple of days later, uh, he he goes, all right, um, I forget what we were doing. We were making cement or something. And he goes, uh, all right, so what you got to do is you just got to just throw this lie in here. And it's going to be moving. And I guess lie is a part of cement. I, I, maybe I got the story wrong or something. But it was a lie, right? 
So I've, I've got, I've got just cute. Meanwhile, this is an extremely poisonous fucking substance, right? And I should have at least been wearing um, like a mask. And the thing that is most appalling is I should have been wearing glasses. But he did. He literally was just like, "You just go do this, right?" And so Franco, who is like the son of um, our gardener, runs up, comes up to me as I'm doing this. And he goes, what are you doing? And I go, I don't know, I'm just throwing this. Jerry told me to throw this in here. And he goes, if any of that blew back, you would be blinded for life. Because... (laughs) (laughs) And so I go to Jerry and I go, Jerry, are you trying to fucking blind me? And he goes, what is going on? I said, I said, Franco just told me that fucking lie blinds people. Like, if you were to take a, a thing of lie and throw it in someone's eyes, they'd be blinded. And he goes, oh, it's not Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that motherfucker was trying to kill me or maim me. So that was uh, uh, an, an epoch of my life that I would prefer to forget. And kids, take a shot. All right, let's look at this. This is a good question. What is the strangest mystery that is still unsolved? Why I'm doing this show with you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to anyone listening, they must be asking themselves that question. Um, So far, the highest... What? What, what? what do you think it is? Well, I'm looking at an, well, what people have voted the highest answers. Right now, the highest answer is the lost A-bomb off the coast of America, which the U.S. government said not to worry about in the 50s and tried to cover up, was dumped in the ocean in an aviation accident and it's still lost to this day. 100, that 100 times more powerful than what was dropped in Japan. Well, how could that be the number one? What kind of site are you on? Is it like 4chan? Because that seems like very conspiratorial to me because I've never even heard about that shit. So, <laughs> like, who are the people that are voting? <laughs> is it like on the, is this like a flat earther website or something? No, it's on Reddit. Oh, okay. Well, Reddit, I guess, is pretty reputable. But I, I so. The next, uh, the next, the next highest post. Well, wait, wait, wait. Have you ever heard about that? Do you have uh, any? I heard. I heard. I heard about the A bomb that was lost off the coast of America. I didn't know that it was actually supposed to be 100 times more powerful than the one that was dropped on Japan. Well, thank God it fucking fell into the ocean because, like, I mean, who's it going to hurt? Bunch of fish. <laughs> no, you, know, you know, you know how I feel about fish. 
But I think like maybe they're worried about like eventually like the timing mechanism might like rot away and it might explode. I don't know. And then what? Like a tsunami? Is that what they're thinking? I, I don't I, know. <laughs> very super doubtful, and I can't believe that's number one on the list of things that haven't been explained. Right. Considering life itself has never even life itself has never even there's never been an inkling of explanation to it. You know what I'm saying? So the A bomb. Okay. Um, what's what's number two? Uh, says I remember seeing a video about a woman that after getting divorced started getting stalked and assaulted in her own house. Every time police would arrive, no one more than her was at the scene. Sometimes she would appear with bruises. Once she appeared with a screwdriver through her hand. This happened so many times that police started ignoring her calls. After the investigation on her husband on the case left no suspects. Three months later, she she disappeared just to reappear next to a highway in the middle of the desert, miles away from her house, with her hands tied, dead. Autopsy later confirmed she was beaten to death. Creepiest shit I know. Hmm. Oh, so these are these okay? So this is just like literally insane people just typing shit up because none of that sounds like it's. Um verifiable by any news organization. It's just people typing things. Well, there is a death of Cindy James. It's on Unsolved Mysteries Wiki. <laughs> they, they link to that. But, uh, I mean, it's... So, her husband was cleared of all... Ch- yeah, it, I mean, it just seems like one of those things that you scroll through on Facebook and you think, why am I reading this? And then you're kind of interested, and then there's so many ads that you just, like, uh, immediately uh, desert. Do you remember when um, uh, you and I played the Ouija board? Right. Yeah. And then you were so good at Ouija that we actually had to stop because you'd be like, I can't. <laughs> You're so, so dramatic. <laughs> you'd be like, I just can't do this anymore. It's hurting my psychic. It's hurting my psychic ability. And this is like when we were 16 or whatever. But yeah, do you remember we used to do the Ouija? But we'd actually have like literally successful seances. Um, And I think you were there when you were part of the Ouija when, and this is a true story, um, we tried to contact my grandmother who had recently died. She had just died like, it was, she died right when I met you, right? And so we were like, uh, me, you, and Jill, we were like, well, we'll do the Ouija and see if we can contact grandmother. And... uh, we were like, yeah, it just went on for a little bit. But the whole time, it was just like, um, uh, just like it was literally flying around, you know, to the point to where we had to speak out loud and like form the words. And um, I remember we asked uh, our, our grandmother, how many children did you have? And she goes, uh, three and I was like, well, it's not grandma because uh, she only had two kids. And um, 
And then we were like, uh, we asked a question, uh, well, um, I, we thought you only had two kids. And she goes, no. And then we're like, well, what happened? What, what, who's your third child? And she go, and then it just spelled out, died of smallpox, right? And so we were like, ooh, this is weird. I mean, because it was just like flying around. And so I saw my grandmother's sister a year later, maybe even six months later, <clears throat> at a, a family reunion. And I said, I had the weirdest thing happen. I was trying to get in touch with grandma over a Ouija board. And uh, she said that she had a third child uh, that had died of smallpox. And my aunt Rosette looks at me and goes, well, she never wanted to talk about that. Right? So th that's like one of those Reddit things. <laughs> I mean, there was mom didn't know about it. Hello? Are you still there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm there. Can you hear me? Okay. okay. <laughs> but such was the prowess you had with your fingers in the Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> um Yes, but you were you. Oh, okay, and then here's the thing. Remember when we um, we were using a Ouija board and we thought for some reason that our friend Brian had killed somebody. <laughs> like, do you remember that? <laughs> Is that ringing any bells? Yeah. <laughs> and we went to Brian. And we were like, we think you killed your friend, and he was like, well, I don't know what to say to you other than I didn't. <laughs> but we were so super fucking, we were so super serious. Um, I, I, I wish that I remembered it more. I just remember, it's like, you know, bits and pieces. <laughs> and now the bastard's running for uh, public office and he probably did kill his brother or his friend or whatever that was. Whatever the story we were baking up. Yeah, man, that dude has some strange vibes. All right, kids, drink. <laughs> Florida man arrested for possession of child porn, animal cruelty, and bestiality, deputies say. Well, he is a man of wide interest. <laughs> He's like, it's not, it's not one deviant thing I'm into, it's all of them. <laughs> he, the only thing's missing is like a snuff film. <laughs> so what do you think about the, like all the states doing... Um, Purdue Pharma for uh, OxyContin. What are you they doing? About that? So, like, some U.S. states seek $2.2 trillion from OxyContin maker Purdue Pharma. 
Well, it's all, you know, I, I, I would say that, you know, just my, uh, I haven't read into it or anything, but uh, Purdue has been, it's Purdue, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, is that Oxycontin, um, to me, okay, so what happened was Purdue was, um, approaching doctors and saying that they had this form of pill in Oxycontin that was a strong opiate that was non-addictive. Right. Okay. But they did the they thought the same thing about fucking heroin in 1917 or whatever. Whenever they heroin was like mass produced, they used to have heroin around fucking Tylenol in the store. So like, um, and this it was the same idea. Heroin is not um, it's it's a synthetic opioid, so you're not getting addicted. Uh, I blame the fucking doctors who absolutely and utterly had to know better, being that fucking opiates are 40% of how you treat fucking sickness. Right? Yeah, probably more for the. So, so like, Purdue's taking the fucking hit, but how about all of the doctors who knew what they were doing and were... Did you mute yourself? And the thing. Did I what? Oh, I can hear you now. I thought you may have muted yourself. No, I, I, for some reason we were like, uh, like and the, the phone sounded like a cacophony of like many different people talking, which is bad. It's bad for the connection. It's bad for the show. But yeah, I mean, so like, uh, I have, you know, as a former fucking opiate addict myself, I have conflicting ideas about the opiate crisis, but, um, we've been in and out of an opiate crisis since opiates were made. <laughs> like, I, you know, that's just like people fucking like them because they make you feel like uh, a million bucks. And so when you're in real pain and there are, there are no other options, then you just have to fucking take this fucking pill. And Oxycontin was a great invention because it was time-released in many, you know, in many of its, its incarnations, and and it made people that were in chronic pain able to go ahead and live their life, right? The problem was uh, that there were too many doctors willing to look the other way and prescribe it to fucking people that were 23 or 24, you know? Right. When even if you are in pain, it's a different kind of pain than when you're fucking 65, you know, yeah. Um, outside of like, you know, uh, major events that could occur to a young person, like having their back broken or whatever. Um, and you know, the only thing I worry about, like I'm like uh, opiate free, and I have been for uh, uh, almost two years now. But like, yeah. um, if I if I if I did get in a car accident and my entire body was smashed. I don't want fucking 
I don't want for doctors to be scared to prescribe me heavy fucking painkillers because I would need them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And so that's where we're yeah. at. And, and as far as like Purdue, you know, they were just doing what anyone does. They're trying to fucking push their fucking uh, pharmaceuticals. Fucking doctors should have known. Doctors pretend like they don't understand that opiates are uh, addictive. Like, you went to fucking medical school, you imbeciles, you know? So yeah. it just seems like it's finger-pointing. And who fucking makes Percocet? In Florida, that was like people preferred Perc-30s to Oxycontin. You know, is there yeah. a different drug maker? And why are they off the hook? Because everyone I knew in 2005 that was addicted to drugs was addicted to perks. Yeah, nobody, nobody wanted like because the oxy's like are so fucking slow acting. Well, there was. You remember there was that sweet spot where you could actually you could actually chew the oxy and get through the time release. There was a few years where you could do that, and then they changed it. But to me, like when you were when I was in the drug circles, it was like, can I get a fucking remember the oxycodones? Which were just Percocet. Um, yeah. So, like, who makes that? And why are they going after Purdue and not whoever that is, Pfizer or whoever that is? Because that was being prescribed at the uh, same level. You know, my only thing is I'm just worried now that I'm drug free. I'm fucking worried for people that actually are experiencing pain because, you know, opiates, if there's any, um, to me, if there's any evidence of the existence of God, it's that he would um, allow people to toil in pain and then actually give them a fucking remedy for that awful pain. You know, so that when you're dying of cancer, you can actually be comfortable, you know? Yeah. And I just, I just worry that the fervor over, you know, kids overdosing or whatever um, will make people that have invested an entire lifetime in being good people and living their life and paying their taxes when they're fucking uh, on their deathbed, a doctor's going to be scared to over-prescribe them? Give me a fucking break. Over-prescribe them. You know? Let them be in a fucking uh, semi-middling world of, uh, of understanding. Let them be happy. Let them just die, you know, with some dignity instead of screaming and wailing, you know? So, like, everything about America drives me nuts in that we just do this pendulum thing, you know? Um, either everyone's absolutely high or nobody gets anything, you know? We've been doing it for years. Uh, everybody's too drunk or we have prohibition, you know? It's just like... We're such a reactionary country, and we always have been. I don't understand why. And we're going through that right now. The, we, everything is so reactionary, you know. Uh, there's, no, there's never in our in – our, our country's DNA does not have the ability to look at anything in a nuanced way. Since 1770 fucking six, when they tried to set it up that way, you know. And ever since, it's just been a fucking – Battleground of fucking idiocy and, and attempted supremacy.
But on a light note, you smell good tonight, James. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> what is oh. that? <laughs> is that Jack Daniels? And just a hint of lavender? <laughs> Man, angry. All right, kids. Okay. I was going to tell the kids what? to take another drink. Uh, Take a drink, kids. All right, and then the next one. Man angry over dinner arranged through wife and pro for police. What did he do to her? (laughs) (laughs) I I have a feeling I'm going to think that she deserved it, but what did he do? (laughs) Her in the room. Do you want to hear the actual story? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, he, th- he threw her where? Into the Provo River. <laughs> Did she drown? <laughs> Did she die or is she still alive? Because otherwise, I mean, what is what kind of story is that? I mean... <sighs> it says, a Pleasant Grove man was charged Monday with throwing his wife into the Provo River and threatening bystanders who tried to help her. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, don't you dare try to help that bitch. <laughs> and what she had cooked a bad meal is that a thing? <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? How can you even do that? How can you even be like? Uh, how can you threaten someone from jumping into a river? To save someone because they're already um, like they're already risking their lives. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like once right. you get out of that river with her, I'm gonna fucking hit you over the head with a rock. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Green said he threw into the river. Well, after she refused to do what he asked, the victim. Well, what, what did that, he ask? It was probably just a simple request. That bitch. <laughs> Because the victim claimed she and Douglas were arguing over dinner arrangements. Douglas reportedly <laughs> became angry and threatened to drown her in the river. The affidavit said. <laughs> I, be, I bet it went something like this. He was like, uh, so uh, where do you want to go uh, to dinner tonight? And she was like, I don't know. Where do you want to go? And he was like, well, let's go to Olive Garden. And she's like, I don't want to go to Olive Garden. He's like, all right, okay, that's great. Let's go to uh, Lone, Lone Star Steakhouse. And she goes, I don't want to go there. We were just there two weeks ago. And he's like, okay, uh, you know what? We don't, we don't have that. My, my, my last paycheck wasn't that great, but, you know, we can go to Bonefish. And she's like, Oh, bonefish. And then he's like, bitch, I'm going to fucking throw your ass in the river. <laughs> Why don't you fucking tell me where you want to go eat? <laughs> I mean, I bet, like, as a straight man, when I used to live with Jennifer Bass, that was like the thing that would happen all the time. She'd be like, where do you want to go eat? And it was this fucking dance to where she would ask the initial question but you're supposed to fucking guess where she wants to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, why are we doing this every time? And it, not just once, not just twice. It's every time you decide to go out to dinner. 
So, and I would say, I would go, I, I started to go, I don't care. Wherever you want to go is fine by me. And then she would start making fun of me, and she would make, like, a dumb man voice. Oh, I don't care. Wherever you want to go is fine with me. And I'd go, okay, well, then let's go, let's go do Chinese tonight. And she would go, oh, but I don't want to do Chinese. And I'm like, ah, it's happening again. So I understand wanting to throw this bitch in the river. <laughs> now, the fact that he was blocking people from saving her is a little extreme. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> I mean, I'm. You know, are you imagining like a raging torrent of a river as, as I am? <laughs> like she's just like being washed down the river, or do you think he just threw her in a fucking pond? <laughs> James. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Arrested state trooper says he shot driver fearing for life. For what? Who did he shoot? Some driver, I guess, that he had pulled over. But the top comment sums it all up. It says, man, this story is exactly why law enforcement officers in uniform need to be wearing body cams and never work alone. Regardless of how this case started out, there will be people certain he murdered the driver and people easily certain he protected his life. That's exactly it. There's not one reason why every fucking cop in America is wearing a goddamn body cam. Well, here's my thing about that, and it's and I, I'm pretty much on that side, but I also feel like um, if every cop is wearing a body cam, right – then you can't, okay, and you have millions of interactions between cops and civilians. Um, Most of them are low-tier crimes, like totally low-tier, right? So you've got a cop, and uh, he pulls someone over. He thinks the person might be inebriated, but they're fucking... 70 years old, and he's like, I don't want to fucking throw this fucking person into the process. You know what I'm saying? And so that's like most of what cops are doing. And so then you've got this this webcam footage that then can be, it it just makes them more of a person in a police state. You know what I'm saying? Because they have to follow the letter of the law. They have no discretion to say, you know, different things or different ways. You know, or you, you know, you got the webcam footage, and you've got, uh, you know, the cops coming up, and there's two 15-year-old kids, and they're just beating the shit out of each other. And he goes, "Hey guys, fucking, you know, get it together," you know. And then he goes, "All right, are you are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Don't ever do this again, or I'm gonna fucking arrest you." Well, now you've got this shit on his fucking his camera and so these 15 year old kids that are just doing that things that 15 year old kids have been doing for you know since the dawn of time now they're going to be part they're going to be in fucking uh probation so like that annoys me because of these extreme 
things that are going on. But I don't think anybody's like going like to go back through like the cops' whole day, like every day, to see if they like are letting people off. I think it's only being used, well. You like, just wait and see, and then out. and then wait and see if the kid if the cop makes one bad decision, you know, and, and the kid kills the other kid the next day, and then it's, it, they can use that webcam footage. So it's just like. I'm just saying there's more than meets the eye to every fucking argument you can possibly have, you know, and you have to allow the cops to have a little leeway with the general public because the general public is mad at the cops because we feel like we're in a police state. But if cops are forced to follow the letter of the law, we're going to be in even more of a police state. So it's just like, you know, I don't know how to think about that. And, you know, people being killed by police officers, if you look at the actual statistics, it's minuscule. It's not like, you know, I don't know. I'm just more about, like, maybe the police um, not being defunded but being re-educated. And what we need to do is just fucking back off. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. And just back off on the all this bureaucracy we've got going on. We need to like reestablish laws that we have that have been fucking implemented by fucking angry mothers and allow the country to be a little looser in how it behaves. You know, like it's like we've just got the perfect cauldron of um nonsense going on right now. Because you've got Laws that sh- that that are on the books that should never be enforced, and then you've got um, also criminality. You know, so like the, the the one, I don't know. It's like they're they're working uh, against each other. You know, so there's no way to solve the problem, essentially. Yeah. I think that, man, like, really? What we oh, hey, why don't you is... tell that story? James, why don't you tell the story of the first time you were arrested? <laughs> haven't I told that on the air before? No, you haven't. And maybe it, will, maybe, maybe it wasn't because it was the first time you were arrested. Maybe, like, you told a, a story of, because you've been arrested so many times. But I'm talking <laughs> about when you were, you were taken down to the jail. Okay. And let me just jog your memory for a second. Wait, is this the one that happened remember? in Cleveland? No, no. This is the one that happened in Fort Myers. And you were arrested. Oh. Okay, let me jog your memory. You were arrested by a airport security. Remember? Oh, oh yes. I remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I'm getting arrested by airport security. <laughs> Okay, but like, if, if, I'll help you out if you don't remember completely, but it is kind of a funny story. So, like, just just try to, like, piece it back together. <laughs> we were, well, again, maybe... DJ was always the root of our problems. So, we were picking him up. <laughs> right. From yeah. the airport? <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> on his second trip. So, <laughs> right. I think that 
did wasn't my license expired or something, or I hadn't paid a ticket, maybe? Oh, probably all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's why I got taken to jail for a ticket. Yeah, well, it was also, I think it was also drunkenness, because you were drunk. Maybe they didn't charge you with it, but... No, i never been charged with DUI or anything like that. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, it was a different time. They, You would have to be super drunk for them, yeah, to charge you with that. But you had been drinking, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even spend the night in jail for that. I don't think... Are you sure... Yeah, I guess they did. No, you spent, you thing. didn't spend the night in jail. You spent like a few hours in jail, and then we picked you up. I think they they released you on your own recognizance, you know. Yeah. But yeah. here was the funny thing. Or no, I do you not remember this. Are you having a hard time remembering this? I am having a difficult. I, okay. I sort of remember. Okay. What so here's now. what happened. For some reason, okay, this is hysterical. Because and it's not very hysterical, but to me it is. So <laughs> you and I, we were like, uh, this was like, uh, so this is like, we maybe we were 17 at this point, and we were just fully into getting fucked up. So we're smoking weed or whatever, and uh, you go, um, <laughs> we were at my house, and. Um, you looked at your toenails and you go, my toenails look disgusting. And I go, well, dude, um, there's only one remedy for that. And you go, what? And I go, paint them. And you go, well, do you have any of your mom's uh, my toenail polish? And I go, yeah, I do. So I pick a bright red, right? And you painted your toenails bright red and you were, you were wearing like flip-flops. And then we went to the airport and what happened is, like, you were going, like, 80 miles per hour down the fucking thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, I just today had to, like, send in my thing for my ticket. It was, like, I sent in, like, because they have kosher clothes or whatever, so I just had to send in my ticket. And I, I, don't, I don't know if you, like, plead guilty or innocent or something. Uh, I, oh, I think I said guilty with an explanation. And it was that, like, I was, like, on my way to pick up my dog at a place that was, like, closing. Yes, you, yes, you <laughs> did tell the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, so they're, um, you're just going to so get one fine. I, I in, like, a story. And I, like, I went to the coffee place with my girlfriend and, like, got, like, a full-size, like, uh, picture, like, color picture of the dog and put it in the envelope to mail it in. So anyways, you, your fucking feet are painted up bright red, and you're doing 80 miles, and then we get stopped, and then they take you away, and um, we're like, holy shit, what's going to happen to James, and um, we're, like, we're like, oh, okay, whatever, we're like, whatever, he's going to be fine. When I got to the jail, I, just, I remember they're like... Take like take off your shoes. I was like, all right. So like, take off your socks. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> and you had bright red going out the I remember. I remember the cop just looks at me with like pure disgust. He goes, put your socks back off. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Oh my goodness! Is it an embarrassing moment? Like, 
<laughs> Put your socks back on, you fucking fat. fat. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love stories like that where you're just truly embarrassed. I went to a rehab once, and I just brought. Um, and this is when I was young, you know. I I just brought a uh, satchel that I had, and I threw my clothes in there. And they were like, we're going to look through your sh- your shit. Is, you know, is that okay? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I had forgotten that I hid my porno magazines. <laughs> and like that, this I, so like this black dude is like, uh, all right, well, this, is, this looks good, this looks good. And then he zips open the side of my satchel, and he pulls out three magazines that are like, couldn't be more like, couldn't be more gay. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like that fucking front page is like, a, has like an 18 year old splooge over his chin. You know, it's like, and he goes, whoa, whoa. He goes, uh, and he goes, I, 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 I'll just, uh, I guess we'll just, uh, and I'm like, you can throw them out. <laughs> I was like, my face is so bright red. He goes, no, no, we'll put them in a locker. And I'm like, don't bother. Please just throw them out. (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing better than just pure embarrassment, you know. Yeah, I've never, like, spent more, like... Thank God, like more than a couple hours inside of a jail cell. I never like actually had to spend the night. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, uh, well, I mean, I uh, the only time I spent in a jail cell was I got a DUI, and it was literally I was like in and out. Thank God. Um, yeah. So someone agreed to come pick me up, but it was like by like you know like literally by the skin of my teeth I got out there because the guy was like, if someone doesn't pick up. We're going to have to take you down to Larimer and you're going to spend, you know, the next night in jail. I'm like, God damn it. Um, So, yeah, that was it. But other than that, you know, I haven't done anything to put me in jail. So, yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not a fighter. Um, Yeah, the only thing that I've ever been able to go to jail for really um, and really is an asterisk. <laughs> no, the only, but like the the uh, the only thing is just like drinking and driving. I used to do that like a motherfucker all the time for years and years and years and years. I just didn't stop doing it. Never got in an accident, you know. And the one time I was pulled over was because um, I was going five miles over the speed limit. Yeah. You know. So that's funny. If I look back at the all the other times I should have just been like put away totally because I was like swerving through lanes, you know. <laughs> there, were t- there were times when I would wait, I would wake up and there would be like a like like a part of a treetop, like, <laughs> be like part of a fucking. So I'm like, how did this even happen? This looks like the top of a tree and it's stuck to my fender. <laughs> Take a shot. Well, <laughs> oh my God! You just blew my headphones out. 
sorry, I'm trying to just post a link to our show really quick. Well, you do what you feel you have to do. So what's your daughter into right now? Like, what's her thing? Um, a couple of weeks ago, and she was with you for a week. Like, what was she like? Is she like? Because uh, I guess she's what is she nine? No, she's uh twelve. She's twenty twenty five. <laughs> okay, she's twelve. So she's at that age where she's obsessed with things. Is does she like Harry Styles as much as I do? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I don't. I think she's like more into like all, she likes the Beatles. Um, really? Yeah. That's a young age. Well, I guess if you just you probably started her from the beginning, huh? Yeah, she likes Taylor Swift. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I really think. You remember we were talking about how um, the Beatles a few episodes ago we were talking about how the Beatles actually destroyed our lives, even though they're yeah. fantastic. I think I think that Taylor Swift has the ability to do that to her because I'm not sure. There's there's nothing about Taylor Swift that really to me seems to be like okay. You know what I mean? It all seems to be petty. She's like the pettiest fucking uh, rock star of all time. Yeah. And it's like the way to deal with a man who has hurt your feelings is to write a song calling him an asshole. Like, is that, is that that's how you deal with that's how you deal with shit? But I guess you know the Stones really maligned women. So <laughs> never mind. I'm taking it back. Maybe Taylor Swift's fine. She does write a good melody. I mean, she's good at that. <clears throat> she is. And what else does she like? Does she like anything, um, like, as far as acting or sports um, or? No, she's not really into sports. She's into science. She likes science stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't, I mean... I hadn't seen her for a while. It was just nice to be with her, you know. So we just like kind of chilled and we played board games and. Um, what board games did you play? Uh, we played Monopoly. She had, she had Bob's Burger Monopoly. She brought that with her. <laughs> um, oh my god! My thing about Monopoly is I can never fucking play it. It because my uh, attention span is so low that it yeah. just drives me up a fucking wall. Oh, I get into it. I like get really like. Uh, I like board. I really like board games. I like chess too, actually. Well, yeah, I that's so beyond me. I can't. I know. Yeah. I know that you've been, you've done chess since you were a teenager, right? Yeah, like I used to like go to tournaments and stuff, and hang uh-huh. out at like chess clubs or whatever they were. But it was just for the easy blowjob in the stall. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I just chess is so beyond me. It's like, it's it. it, it first of all, I never even tried because it intimidates me. But I, like I was telling you, honestly, 
I just had my mind doesn't work that way. It works. I when my, when, when, when my mind works well, it works well. And I've just learned what it works well at, you know what I'm saying? And it's not fucking right. chess. It's because it's mathematic and I just can't fucking wrap my head around it. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm horrible at math too, but I mean, I don't know how good at chess I am. I mean, I feel like I could be like most people who just like know chess and don't like study it or whatever. Uh-huh. Like aren't opening with I, like the Kazmarov move or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like I, like in general, like I'm good enough to meet beat most people, but like lose to anyone who really knows anything about who, chess. who knows what they're doing. Yeah, so right. I mean, it makes you a casual chess player. But I mean, that makes you more intelligent than most people because most people can't play chess. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they can Most people don't. You know. So, um, yeah, like my girlfriend it. got me like this awesome chess set for my birthday. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I played her once and destroyed her. And I think we talked about this one time before in the podcast, but when we went and saw chess, you remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> and we were on uh, LSD, and you you we were like each game of chess means us more or less. And we're sitting there, and we're like, we were just absolutely, like, wowed by the production. And you just kept turning to me and saying, if I just screamed out, my name is James Pauling, people would know who I am. And I'm like, you, like it was like, uh, the third time I said, James, don't do it, because it's a good production. And you just looked at me, and you go, but I could do it. And I'm like, yes, you could. <laughs> you fucking maniac. <laughs> But still, to this day, if I had done it, everyone would have had that memory in their head to this day. No, absolutely, absolutely. There would have been. Because there were like literally, there were literally like 800 people in that theater, and they would all be like, whoever's left living (laughs) would probably be like, you know. Out of the 800, probably be like maybe 520 or something. And they'd be like, do you remember that time that fucking idiot disrupted that show that we were enjoying? <laughs> so you, you were right. And I, I, didn't, I didn't say that you weren't right. I agreed with you. I was just trying to push you into the area where you wouldn't do it. But yeah, it's like one of the – chess is always one of those things where like – on the surface, I'm interested in it as long as you don't actually tell me what it's about. Like searching for Bobby Fischer. I love that movie, you know. And then when people talk about Gary Kasparov, and who's the was that the guy that just like who's the guy that just oh, Bobby Fischer just disappeared? You know, I'm like yeah. I'm interested in like reading about it because obviously obviously these guys are fucking brilliant. It just I'm not interested in actually playing the game. Yeah. So I guess the Democrats made it official tonight. It's official. What? (laughs) (laughs) That Joe Biden is their candidate for the president of the United States of America. Wow. How about that? He's going to... 
He's going to slow. He's going to. I was going to say he's going to lead, but he's going to shuffle his way. He's going to shuffle us towards our destiny <laughs> with like some fucking defecation dribbling down the back side of his shorts. <laughs> Poor bastard. I tell you, there was a time um, when I was working, and I was I was just a kid, and uh, I was working at this little uh, restaurant, and it was very little. You remember it, the uh, the shell. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh my God, you just smell so fucking bad when you got to work from that job. I know. And everyone would go, why don't you fucking take a shower? So like the oyster shell for the like, guys, don't know, it was like a, was it like, it was like a seafood restaurant or do they just like sell oysters? <laughs> no, it was, it was a total seafood restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. But like, they, like they, this, they, like they, he smelled like he like slept like on a wharf for like the past <laughs> two weeks. Like every time you picked him up from work, it was awful. Which is like one of the things. If you were if, once I die, if I looked back on my auto, you know, my like uh, my biography, and they said he swept, he slept on a wharf, that would make sense to me. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I smelled terrible because the um, woman. I was a dishwasher, right? And then I, <laughs> listen to this. Okay, in this little restaurant, not only was I a dishwasher, but I also made the salads. So I was scrubbing <laughs> dirty dishes. And then running over the salad uh, area to make Caesar salads. And she never, she was so cheap that we never had, like, I never had to put gloves on. <laughs> She's just like, wash your hands after you fucking wash, the, you know, that's how she talked. Wash your hands after you fucking wash the fucking dishes, and we're gonna be okay. And um, so, like, I would, I would be just like scrubbing, and then I never had an apron because she never bought an apron, right? And then when I was shucking the oysters, I never had an, uh, I never had an oyster shucking glove until I slammed a fucking oyster shucker into the meat. Right under my thumb. <laughs> I probably God, that was probably the beginning of the end. Like I probably got tetanus, you know. And then she goes, uh, so like for like two weeks, my hand just blew up, and I was in constant pain. And she goes, rat. And I go, I go, I come in one day. She goes, rat. And I go, yeah. And she goes, I got you a present. And I go, yeah, what is it? And she goes, I got you an oyster shucking glove. And I'm, I look down at my fucking diseased hand, and I'm like, oh, well, thank you, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, the present should have been, like, um, workers' compensation or whatever. <laughs> like, I shouldn't have been working there. So, and yeah, so I, I smelled bad because um, – I was just like spraying seafood off of plates. They were plastic plates and the seafood was like spraying back on me, you know? And so, yeah, I, I, I smelled terrible, but like this was later, later on in my experience there. And there in the, the whole thing was the oyster shell was just like a bunch of like 80 and 90 year old people. And it was all of old Fort Myers would come in there and eat. 
And it was really successful for like about 20 years. I mean, it was like a highly profitable little fucking shack, right? And um, <clears throat> and uh, there was this one well, time this guy came in. That we went, like, I don't want to interrupt your story, but I don't want to forget this either. Uh-huh. I've already forgotten half of it. But was there a restaurant that we went to one time or maybe a few times? It was like the Golden something. The Golden Corral? The Golden, <laughs> the Golden Corral? Are you thinking about Oh, uh, okay. The Golden... Shit. It just got in, in my fucking head. Where was it? It was in Fort Myers, I think. But I mean, what, what would make it stand out in my memory? Just us going there. I feel like that. Like we would go there, and they would like serve us drinks or something. Oh wow! Yeah, that would make you remember it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yes. But it was like an Asian place, I think. Oh, was it like the original Buddha? The Happy Buddha? Oh, yeah, the Golden Buddha, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was there for ages and ages. It's still there. <laughs> but now it's just like a rock, rock, rock place. But, yeah, it was just like a little Asian place. You go in there, and they did not give a fuck how old you were. <laughs> yeah. They just could care less. Yes, yes. So, anyways... Back to my story is, and this is just a story of, uh, you know, how life defeats you. But this guy who had been coming there for years and years um, uh, went to the bathroom, and uh, like after he got out of the bathroom, he walked out of the front door and just kept walking. And his wife was like, "I don't know, it's you know wrong, blah blah blah." And so uh, the cook, Jeff, goes into the bathroom, and he had just sprayed shit. There was shit everywhere. (laughs) It's not funny. (laughs) It was like a crime scene, right? I love that he just, like, completely walks out of the restaurant. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, what are you going to do at that point, right? And so... so Jeff goes goes to Jan and says, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, this this is the situation. We got the bathroom. We hung a sign in the fucking bathroom, like uh, no entry or whatever. And again, this the the fucking restaurant was literally the size of like a studio apartment. And uh, and so Jeff uh, goes out, and this is in the middle of food service. He goes out and." Um, Yes, yes. So he goes out and he hops in his, uh, he happened to have like some beach towels because him and his brother went to the beach the other day. So he hops in his car and he sees the guy walking down the road and uh, he picks the guy. He he says, hey, 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 it's all right. Come in. The guy gets in the car and he goes, I've never, that's never happened to me. I'm so embarrassed. I didn't know what to do. I'm, I, you know, the guy's like 88 or whatever. And, um, And, and so Jeff goes, it's all right, I'll drive you home, and then, you know, uh, your wife will come, you know, come back after she's done with her dinner, and, you know, he drives the guy home, the guy thanks him, Jeff goes back, 
cleans all the shit out of the fucking, you know, restroom, <laughs> and then the guy dies two days later. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't want <laughs> So if you were looking for an up, up, uplifting story, it's not that one. But I, my, my point is that <laughs> my point is that, you know, life is there is no there is no there is no dignity in life that like in depth rather. There's, you know, no dignity. It just, like, it, it doesn't matter who you are. And this motherfucker probably uh, ran a, a major business, you know. And then you're there, and you got some, you know, uh, Chavalone fucking, uh, you know, fry cook who's giving you mercy. I mean, everything about life is just, like, it's biblical, you know. It really is. And, uh but yeah, that story is awful. But it's, to me, it's profound, you know. Yeah. Now, uh, you tell me a story about how you have not—you're not going to die for a while. But when was the last time you shot yourself? <laughs> it couldn't have been that long ago. <laughs> was it? Was it at the oyster show or? Hello? Kids drink. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I'm here. Oh. Uh, I think that last time I actually shot myself. Actually, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear the story. But, but my, the point of the story was, A, that Jeff is a great man. And B, that uh, dying contains no dignity whatsoever, you know, unless you get super lucky, you know. What what kind of death would bring you dignity that you would consider lucky? Oh, probably. I mean, like... um, if you're young and you're engaged in war, then there's dignity in that. Um, if you're saving someone and you drown, you know, like the uh, saving that woman that I think personally deserved to drown <laughs> because she was giving uh, the guy a hard time about dinner reservations. Um, you know, there's a bunch of different ways that you can die. You could die with dignity. But, like, when you're actually dying of old age, there's nothing dignified about it. You know? Yeah. Unless, again, you get lucky and you age well, you know, and you're 85 and you've got all your mental faculties and you just go to bed and then, you you know, your heart stops. You know, that's a way yeah. to die with dignity. But a lot of people don't. They die of um, peripheral diseases, you know, associated with old age. Yeah. Uh, so what are some good time stories that we have? Hello? Rhett? Rhett dropped off, guys. Hopefully he will call back in. 
In the meantime, tell me, can you hear me? Can you hear me? for a to call back in. Oh, wait. Who are you calling? I was trying to call you. I don't know. That's the phone company. <laughs> so I might have my nephew on the hook for to calling in. Well, listen, I'm like, I'm nearly off the fucking, um, I'm nearly uh, done. We've been talking for almost an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I've been giving you everything that I've got. James. I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> Everything. But if we get a Everything. guess. Yeah, if we got a guess, but we're not. And so, uh, I don't know what to say. No, I'm talking in like, uh, motherfucker. So he's watching a game right now. Yeah, he said he'll do it after the game. I don't know how long it's left in the game. Oh, that's great. So we just have to wait for like three and a half more hours. <laughs> and uh, so can we talk <laughs> The game's got to be almost <laughs> over. I don't know what game he's, he's talking about. That's all right. I don't think we're going to be missing much with uh, your nephew. Oh, so, so uh, anyways, Lakers Trailblazers game. Well, I mean, it, none of it matters. I mean, if you want to talk about like a season that's just asterisk, there you go. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? It doesn't mean anything. You know, you can't really call yourself uh, uh, champs this this year. Yeah. So I guess I mean I guess maybe it's appealing to some people. I don't know. I mean, I just like watching baseball. I haven't seen a fucking baseball game all season. <laughs> well, when did um is baseball back up? Yeah, they're playing. I think they're playing like I I forget, I think it's like a 60 game season and they usually play like 120 games. 
It's a okay. So they are playing. Yeah. But in front of no one, so it's all just a matter of uh, revenue generated by what? By just people watching. I guess. Actually, I think okay. some stadiums have people in them, like just like they have like seats that are empty in between them or something. I think. <laughs> I mean, have you watched it? What the Yankees? I don't. I, I haven't watched the game yet this season. Okay. Well. Fair weather. But it's it's hard to get like their like wherever they're broadcast from because like they have the Yes Network, which is Yankees Entertainment Sports or whatever. I don't know. Um. And they have the rights to all their games. They don't really farm them out that much. And there's no, like, real way to get, like, a yes subscription online that I can tell. You have to, like, get it through, like, a cable provider or some shit. So, yeah, fuck that. Well, yeah, that's a drag. I mean, I don't know. Uh, people that are in sports, I bet like, you know, I mean, it's, if you're into fucking, you know, anyone who's into anything has been, uh, lopsided over the head, right? Because, um, you can't go see theater, you can't go see a movie, you can't go see stand up, you can't go see anything that's. Or sports, anything that's live, anything that's exciting, anything that could actually make people, um, you know, like once again connect with each other, you know, of all races and genders and such. So, yeah, <clears throat> if I was to be uh, a conspiracy theorist, it would be like, Jesus Christ, you're playing this shit up so that, you know... <clears throat> that we just can't connect with each other as, you know, living in cities and, you know, and they're, you know, <clears throat> so I don't know, you know, yeah. like if you watch, um, I was just watching, uh, the other day, uh, a 1995, right. Um, WWE network thing of, uh, or 1997, right? So Bret Hart had just turned bad, right? And so he's in uh, <laughs> New. So they're in uh, Rutherford, New Jersey, about to go into one of their big um, uh, arenas or whatever. And you've got all of these fans, and it was like a Benetton ad of fans, and like some of them were for. Um, Brett, and then some of them are like, oh, he's the worst person in the world, but they're all black, white, Chinese, and they're all standing next to each other, and they're woo-wooing, you know? <laughs> and it's like, that's what we, that's what we need. It, and it just seemed like, where have we gone as a fucking country where our fucking, everything that we click on, everything that we look at, every news program that we're watching tells us that we don't identify with each other. Like, how did, how did that fucking happen when... 
25 years ago, it wasn't happening. You know what I'm saying? How did that happen? I don't know. Wait, can you repeat what you just said? Can I repeat what I just said? Yeah. Okay. I said um, I was watching a WWE Network thing, and it was 1997, where um, Bret Hart had just turned heel, right? And so he's playing a Canadian heel, and he's making fun of America. And so you had these, uh, what is it called, the Rutherford Arena or something out in New Jersey? Yeah, Rutherford, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you had. Hall, you mean? Yeah, or yeah. It doesn't matter, but it was in Rutherford or whatever. <laughs> and so, so they're doing a. Sh- yeah, they're doing a big show, right? And you've got the people that are pro Bret Hart and the people that are anti Bret Hart, right? But the crowd itself was like a fucking Benetton ad. It was, you had Chinese kids, black kids, white kids, and it wasn't just that they were, like, all putting them together. They were just all there tailgating. And they're all, like, they're, like, go, you know, uh, USA, USA, USA. And then the other side was, like, Brett just thinks that um, the United States of America has gone a little overboard with its disrespect to the rest of the world. And they're all, like, of different colors and stuff, too. And and the other people are like USA USA, and it's like, it's like, what happens to just that general ability for people to congregate of different fucking races and get along? I mean, does it still exist? Can it still exist? That I don't think they let it exist because. There's something that's going on. It's fucking nefarious and insidious, and I don't fucking like it. And 25 years ago seems a lot safer than now. And I know that nothing happened in 25 years that made our country less together. You know what I'm saying? You mean there wasn't, like, one event? No! And if you want to talk about events that would divide the country, that would have been 25 years previous to that. So, so, like, I just, I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. Other than people are literally, they're, they're nefarious, insidious forces that are actually trying to tear our country apart. I don't fucking want to have anything to do with it. They're all on the left. It makes me sick to my stomach, and I'm over it. Yeah. I mean, of course it sucks to be a minority, you know, but what the fuck, you know, I, I have no idea what's going on right now. I am, J- James, I've, I'm more confused right now than I've <laughs> ever been in my entire life. And you want to talk about a person that is the very paragon of confusion <laughs> throughout his entire life? It's me. <laughs> and now I'm just, I couldn't be more confused as to like, you know, what the fucking media is trying to fucking slap on me and lay down and what it means, and oh my god.
You got anything to add? Do you have any? Do you have any thoughts on the matter? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I was walking through my house at that moment. I was a little shy. I was once bitten, twice shy. All right, kids, take another shot. And then call the ambulance. Because <laughs> we're at fucking 10 or 11. Double shots of vodka. It's dangerous. Dude, I'm just waiting <laughs> for the Lakers game to end to get my nephew to call in. Well, There's you know what? Things. I don't care if your nephew calls in. I think I'm going to end the podcast. Why? Are you getting angry again? Well, it's... Am I getting angry again? (laughs) It's not that I'm getting angry again, but I have no one to talk to except apparently your nephew. So uh, if if he can't call in, then maybe we should end the podcast. That's all I'm saying. Because, again, we are not having any kind of dialogue (laughs) whatsoever. (laughs) We spent this whole, like, we liked old, old stories. We did. I mean, every podcast is going to lag a little bit. And especially when you're, like, doing it live off the cuff, man. How many people have the balls to do this? Like, you know. Well, yes, I agree with all of those things, uh, except for <laughs> every. <laughs> Wait, hold on. We want to have Jen calling on. Okay, Jen's going to call in 10 minutes. And then we're going to talk to her for fucking 15 minutes. I'm I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm already like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but then at, at the same point, her 10 is like 20. So I want you to fucking fill up the air for a little while. Dude, I've told like fucking three different stories tonight. Did you? <laughs> Did you? They're like the fucking shortest stories that ever existed. Oh my god! And then I was I was prodding you. I was like, "Do you remember this story?" And then like you did not tell three stories. Tell us a story. What's a good story? Um. Did I tell you about the time that I, uh... Murdered a man? What do you want? Went on a road trip with my family. Do it. Let's go. Let's go. Where'd you go? And how old were you? When I was 10. 10. 10. Okay. 10. And we, like... It was, like, after, like, I told you all the stuff about, like, what happened with the restaurant, right? You told me, uh, what about the restaurant? Like, all the shit that happened to, like, uh, led up to my parents losing it. No, you know what? I I don't think you ever told me the entire story, but in Indianapolis they had a restaurant, or no? It wasn't Indianapolis. It was in a small town, like forty-five minutes south of Indianapolis. Oh, okay, okay. So what? So what happened? So, and this is your so parents I, I uh, that I know that I know that I I knew. Yeah, yeah. 
And so, like, they had a restaurant there, and, like, the first time, like, I ever saw a guy in a suit was, like, when these, like, agents of the IRS showed up and, like, totally, like, seized everything (laughs) in the restaurant. That was the first time you saw a person in a suit? Yeah. Well, that'll explain things, I think. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah. So, and what was your um, mom and dad's names again? Uh... Well, my dad, like everybody called him Junior, and my mom is Jenny. Okay. But anyway, so they come in, seize everything. My parents are able to, like, sneak some of the cash they have on hand, like, upstairs. Because, like, where it was, the restaurant was downstairs, and we lived upstairs from it. So, like, oh, wow. Up, How like, old are you? Coming. Up till the age of 10, from like birth to okay, 10, okay. I lived like above this restaurant. Above a restaurant. And what kind of, what kind of food did they serve? Just like, it was like, a, it was like originally like a truck stop, but then like they put the interstate in and it was just on like a highway. So, so it was like a diner? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it was like diner food. They, they had like, like Friday nights, we would have like catfish nights. We would come in and pay like ten ninety nine and get all you can eat catfish or some shit. Okay, so like, and so like, yeah, it was like blue light, uh, blue what do they call it? Blue plate special or something like that, or that sort of thing. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Okay, so like, here's the thing though, and I'm I'm just interrupting because I'm interested. Um, back then. Everyone paid with cash. So how did the IRS realize that they were hoarding cash? Um, I I don't know like the exact thing like how it happened. But, like if you know my parents, mm-hmm. they're like the most honest people in the fucking planet. Like they well, of course they were, but every everyone everyone hoarded money though back then from the IRS. If you were a bar owner, that's what you did. I mean, because I mean, why fucking? Declare everything. I'm just but, wondering how they got busted. I have any idea. Um, but so like that happened, and they tried to stay open for a little while. But like, like they had taken like all of like the kitchen equipment, like the grill and the deep fryers. Oh my so, like, god! They just them. took everything out. Yeah. So, like, and it was guys in suits doing it, or or was yeah. it after the guy in the suit, or was it just all guys in suits doing it? Uh, well, it was after the guys in suits, I guess. I don't know if I even saw anybody moving shit out. Like, this is all stuff I was told later. Uh, so, like, I remember that happening. And then the next thing I remember is we're taking a road trip. You know, like, mm-hmm. we have, like, a, a pickup truck with, like, a camper, like, a huge camper on the back. And we're yeah. taking a road trip out west. And we go to, like... Uh, the Grand Canyon, um, Hoover Dam, like Great Salt Lake. Um, we went to like um, in Salt Lake City that were the tabernacle there. Like my mom wanted to go see that place. Was Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's a big, beautiful church. I don't know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so we you remember when we were kids, like, there was, like, a cachet for some reason when we were kids. It was like, and 
Um, it would be like somebody like, um, oh, whoever, like Pia Zadora. She'd be singing an award show, and they would be like, she'd be singing, and they'd be like, and ladies and gentlemen, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'd be like, who are the fucking Mormons? And why do they have, what is a tabernacle? Okay, so you went through all of the, uh, so like so other in other words they kind of just packed up their money and all their shit and was were like we're gonna just kind of like instead of being defeated we're gonna take you around and we're gonna see everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm 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 almost crying. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead with the story. You there? Yeah, I'm here, dude. Okay. <clears throat> um. That's, that's <laughs> so you were at Salt Lake City, okay? And then yeah. you. Uh, and then we went like, we drove like off like the Pacific Coast Highway. Oh we my like, God. I did that once, too, and it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And then we went up to, like, the Redwood Forest. I remember, like, the huge trees. Mm-hmm. And then I think we went back to Indiana for a little while and lived in, like, this weird small apartment, like, in Martinsville, which is, like, the next, like, kind of bigger town over. Yeah, and I hated it there. I hated the house. And then we moved to Florida, and we stayed with my alcoholic old aunt who hated kids. Um, no, she probably her. loved kids. She just didn't like you. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's a great judge of character. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, she fucking hated kids in general. Yeah. Well, but her husband know, like, aunts have that. <laughs> she, she didn't have any of her own. Or uh, did she? No, I think she did. Oh, okay. So she she was just a miserable piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, we stayed with them for a little while, and then we eventually like moved to Lehigh. Which sucked. I, they lived in Lehigh, and they, I, that's where I went to. I, I think I went to fifth grade down there, and then I think I think I went to middle school there too. But then when I was time to go to high school, where we lived, I would you have had bus, to gone. Right? Yeah, but I would have had to have gone to Riverdale. And I was like, hey. no fucking way am I going to Riverdale? And my yeah. parents, like, it, like actually, like, this is, like, the first time, like, not the first time, well, maybe the first time in my life where, like, I felt like they really stuck up for me. Like, they went to bat, like, they went to battle with the school board. Like, because we, like, Good so, like, that. we moved from Lehigh to, like, this apartment. Remember, I don't know if you remember that apartment I used to live in. Do you remember that complex? I think we used to swim there sometimes. And trip out there. Uh, but, yes, that was after, right? That was after no, that you moved to Lehigh. 
Yeah, that was after. Yeah, that was the first place I lived in Fort Myers. And we moved there specifically because my parents were told it was in the Fort Myers High School District, not the Riverdale High School District. Yeah. And I, I and like I'm just going to interrupt for one second. Sure. Do you remember the um and did your but your parents still have the house or did they move out of the house? Uh, what house? The the house in Lehigh. No, we uh, they had moved out. I think they sold that. Okay, okay. Do you remember when you, you moved into that uh, apartment building? And we skipped school. It was you, me, Brian, and Brent. And we uh, went into your... <laughs> oh, the sauna, right? Are you going to the sauna? <laughs> no. We went into no? your mother's room. Well, hold on. There was, there was people that, like, went around. They were um, selling, you know, they were the uh, real estate agents. And so they were trying to get people to move in. Right. And this is a true story. I don't. Maybe it'll jog your memory, but I can't believe this is how crazy we were. Um, we went to your mom's room and we picked out her uh, like four different dresses, oh. and then we put on, um, and then we put on drag makeup, and we and we were drinking um, those. What was it? Bartles and James, I think, at the time. They're they're popular. Yeah. So this is like 12 o'clock, and, and your, both of your parents, those poor deers, were working or whatever. <laughs> so so, so we get, we're all drunk and stuff, and then uh, we put on your mom's clothing. We, uh, we paint each other's faces with your mom's <laughs> lipstick and mascara and everything. And then I even think that your mom actually had a couple wigs, which we used. And then we went uh, to the um, the uh, rental. Which is weird uh, because my mom, like, never wore a wig. I don't know why she even had those. But. I don't know. Yeah, but she did, right? Didn't we put on wigs? I think we had wigs. I think I don't think I yeah, wore one. Yeah, I, I had think so. Big, I think we I, did, I, too. I, I feel like we had wigs. <laughs> we did. But maybe somebody so brought we those. I don't know because I, I really – they weren't my mom's. I know that my mom never wore wigs, but yeah, and so she's always like big on poofing her hair out her whole life. Yeah, and so we went to the rental area, and <laughs> all four of us, and we were like, we were like, pardon me, and we had big purses and stuff. We were like, pardon me. Uh, you, I think you were like the, the we were like, are we going to do this? And you're like, yes. And so like you, I think you were the one that was actually eating the thing, but you're like, pardon me, madame, is there any way, we are looking for a two bedroom, one bath. Is there any way that you can show us around? And, um, and the, and the, for some reason, the woman goes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so we rode around the fucking complex with her, and I remember like fucking. Uh, it was like uh, you were in the front seat, <laughs> <laughs> and me, Brett, and Brian were like wedged in in the back of the golf cart. You know that the, the back seat or whatever. 
and yeah. um, and she took us around and she showed us like two different um, apartment complexes, uh, apartment buildings or whatever, apartment rooms, <laughs> and we were like, oh, this is fantastic. And I was like, ooh, that looks great, and she just fucking did it. Dead fucking pan. Like, nothing <laughs> weird was going on whatsoever. And obviously, you know, she knew that we were fucking... I mean, I mean, obviously. <laughs> I'll never forget it. And then she goes, um, well, she goes, uh, I'll just drop you up. She's like, I'll just drop you over here in front of your house. And you're like, hey. <laughs> you're like, you're like, this is fun, but I know this is going to bite me in the ass. Did your fucking parents ever find out about that? <laughs> Not to my knowledge. I don't think they told that, so. But what a fucking cool broad, right? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a crazy story that's real. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, so anyways, you're you're okay. So now you're um you're with your aunt who is alcoholic, unhappy. Yeah. So that just what happened there. Uh, well, then eventually that's when we moved out of there to Fort Myers. And um Uh, so we moved out of there. That's when we moved to Fort Myers, and I started going to uh, Fort Myers High. Where I oh, so they moved there, which was within the boundaries of Fort Myers. That's why they moved there, right? To that right. apartment. Yeah. yeah. So you could go to Fort Myers. Okay. Yeah. No, but initially that's what like so like, initially they told us it was inbound, and then like oh like. A week before school, they're like, uh, no, that's still going to be Riverdale. You got to take the bus or whatever. And she's like, okay. Uh, so this happened when you were like almost through, like halfway through high school, right? Because um, I knew you earlier on and you lived in Lehigh and it wasn't that big of a deal. And um, you were still at Fort Myers. I, and I, I think I remember actually now you saying they were trying to kick you out of Fort Myers and making you a – yeah. So that was happening in the midst of your high school. Yeah. Hey, Rhett. Okay. We have someone calling in. It's John. What? Sweetheart. Well, he's not like this. I'm calling Oh, toy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jen, we were just hey, talking God. about, we were literally just talking about old times, um, which is fantastic. Uh, what are your, what, give, give us a, a memory of when we were like 16 or 17. Give me a, like a good solid memory I might not remember. Oh, that you might not remember? Yes. Straight for my dad chasing everyone out of the backyard with a 
Then he shot up in the air. It's it's like when you shoot, and that was the whole thing. It's like, oh, well, you know, if you shoot bullets in the air, they are going to land on someone. (laughs) Yeah, and the intention was you guys. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he wanted to land on someone. He was like, I'm going to fucking kill these kids. Yeah. Back in the day, we just called it shell shock. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I one, and no one, if anyone's listening, will remember, like, give a shit about this at all. We went up to score some weed or some shit like that from my boyfriend, Jason Cox, and he was living in Inglewood, and we were in James's car. We went up to Inglewood, and I don't remember. I think the radio busted out on the way back, and everyone and saying, Jen, Jen, "Sergeant Pepper." <laughs> What? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm saying, okay, yeah, so we sing it from beginning to end. Beginning <laughs> to end. Every book's lyric, and we were terrible. Yeah. Uh-huh. And by the time we got to Norfolk Myers, we just hated each other, but that was kind of part of the course. <laughs> yes, I, I remember, the, like, when you were like, my new boyfriend is Jason Cox, and I was like, okay. <laughs> like, because Jen didn't know that I was gay early, that early on, you know, so like she'd be like, she would always be like, I've got a new boyfriend, and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> you know, I was just Well, and then you finally, then like in my 20s, or 20s, in New York, and you're like, Jen, I have something to tell you. I'm gay, and I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I go to I have to in the middle of something, and you were like, Oh my God! I'm coming out to you. you I, this is the first time. I'm like, what? We all know. We all. Know. There's no way you couldn't be. But because you're like, yeah. I and because I was like, fucking some guy. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> but you have to admit, there were there were those like two or three years when we were in high school. Maybe maybe it wasn't even that long. But it was like like a year and a half where you didn't think I was, and then you would always be trying to make me jealous, and I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, I was just the worst God. person that ever existed. <laughs> well, Casey Cole is still alive for different various reasons. Ha, ha, ha. I didn't, I didn't, I'm having a hard time hearing that. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, I'm uh, taking my... Man, I don't see trivia tonight for the first time in a while. Uh, did you win? I hosted, so I'm always the winner. Oh, okay. Well, how'd it go? What was the What was the final question? Well, oh, the final question. Oh, actually, um, I'll read it to you because it is the final question was a true or false question. First okay. Hold on. Hold on one second. One second. Sorry, these are roommates in the background. The last question. Oh, I have it right here. Hold on. The final question is, it's a true or false question. 
Okay. I'm going to say false. Well, uh, there's really no way of. Hey, geography or general question? The last question of the round was Olivia Newton John represented the UK in the Euroversion Song Contest in 1974, the year ABBA won with Waterloo. Oh, that's Olivia absolutely wonderful. That's, that's absolutely 100% true. It is true. You won. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. (laughs) But then I have my current event trivia because I'm usually pretty good about that. What were your thoughts about – what are your thoughts about Olivia Newton-John in general? Um, I like her, but she's got to be some sort of baggage for someone to fake their death in the ocean. Fuck. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Come on. No, is that what exactly happened? That her husband did fake his death? He disappeared at sea and showed up like two years ago after being that's for right. 10 years pretending okay. that he was dead. <laughs> and then she got breast cancer again. <laughs> and he show up. <laughs> it's like it's literally like he showed up like ten years later with like a little um, pink ribbon. He's like, "Here you go, doll." I'm like, I'm "Sorry for what you're yeah, going through." But... I mean, Andrew D. She is not. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, or maybe he's just like, maybe he's just like the worst. <laughs> I mean, it's just so bizarre that that happened, and like the media reported on it, but they kind of reported on it like. I mean, it should have been so much more of a story that this guy, like, faked his death. And then he was not dead. He was, and it was Olivia Newton-John's fucking husband. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, hey, babe, going to curl on a boat. <laughs> you know, you got to be a piece of work to have someone like fake their death and disappear. Because <laughs> you know she had money for detectives, and she <laughs> He's like, uh, and it's like stranded at a driving, stranded a fool. <laughs> I'm going to fake my death Monday at school. <laughs> what happened to Danny? Oh, well, apparently, I don't know. Apparently, he fucking uh, accidentally chopped his head off at the at the workshop with a fucking. Uh, and then he goes back, and then he goes back ten, ten years later and he's like, Hey, Sandra He's like, Sandra, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's like I, uh, Hey Sandy, I want to uh uh Follow your breasts, but they aren't there. <laughs> oh, rats! Rats! <laughs> Listen, he'll sound it. Oh, and that goodness. is the worst Danny Zuko on. I don't know what's more offensive. <laughs> that is fucking a breast cancer joke. <laughs> his, his Andy. I was, hold on. 
Sandy, I want. Sandy, I want to. I want to. Hold on. Sandy, James, do you have I wanna, any listeners at all? No. Do you have anyone uh, Sandy, I want to fondle your nubs. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well, hold on now. Oh, it's uh, a height of high ground. <laughs> All right, okay. I like, I like Olivia and John, and that is crazy. Uh, do you remember? Because we we are all the same age. Do you remember? Uh, Let's get physical. Yeah. It was the first. The yeah, it was the first. Yeah. And our parents, our moms were probably like, oh, okay, she's just wearing a chest size outfit. Okay. Yeah, I know. I guess it's. I guess it's okay. I guess it's okay. And she honestly loved a guy a few years ago. Yeah. She's not. She wasn't quite doing the shamo yet. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not quite. No, my goodness. So what? What's the topic of conversation tonight? Well, I don't know. We've just been bouncing around, and uh, it ended up being uh, us talking about James James's upbringing in Fort Myers and how uh, we kind of met. Uh, we told a, a, a kind of a funny story about. Uh, all of us, me, James, Brent, and Brian, uh, going to his, when his mother and father were out of this apartment he moved into, we all dressed up in his mother's clothing and <laughs> used his mother's makeup and put on his mother's wig and went to um, the rental office and asked if they could show us around. <laughs> <laughs> And we lived there literally like a week at a time. <laughs> uh, well, you guys did that several times. I remember you would dress up. Oh, no, we would do it all the time, yes. Anytime that we could dress up and drag, we did it. <laughs> and Brian, remarkably, looked like a beautiful woman. Oh, he looks so gorgeous, and now he's this big fat piece of shit. <laughs> but he was a good looking. He was a good looking teen. Yeah. <laughs> but he was a good looking man and woman at the time. But yes, he's yeah. He's lost. He's essentially lost the battle with uh, food. <laughs> I think. Man- manhood. <laughs> manhood in general. Yes, I agree. Yes, everything. I mean, imagine how. He could literally have an eight-inch dick, and he's so fat right now that it's shri- it's shriveled to like two inches. <laughs> oh, he's, God, he's not that big, but he's definitely annoying. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot you fucked him. <laughs> you fucked him too. What are you talking about? <laughs> <We all fuck. laughs> uh. Jesus. But you know who did fuck him? Wait, was that him? Huh. Wait, what, who did he date for a long time? Was Lindsay, he dating Lindsay Bachman? Yeah. Lindsay Bachman forever. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Both, I mean, like, they lived together for a while. 
Then they went to Tallahassee, oh, and then there's a lot of drug situations, and then his family, like, grabbed him by the scruff of his neck and made him join the Army. Yeah, pretty much. I think, and that's, what, he I think that's what happened. Yeah, and then you reflect on all those series of events and you realize that maybe they didn't do the right thing. Like, maybe he would have been better off just, like, in a drug haze, right, than becoming one of these now. But, but um, yeah, yeah, there was all that. And I remember uh, I was, uh, I had I had a, a crush on Brian Bachman. Oh, no, Brian um, Bachman. Well, I'm getting a bunch of feedback. Wait, on Lindsay? Yes. I had a, I had a oh. crush on Brian Blackwell, so I was always mean to Lindsay. Like, <laughs> just so, so fucking mean to her. It was not even funny. It's amazing that we're friends now, because I was just so fucking awful. Yeah, but she was also insane too. And I remember one time we were like, we, me and James convinced Brian that Lindsay was fucking insane. And uh, and he's like, no, she's not. She's just like, you know, we were like, no, she's way too controlling. She's way too blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I think she's okay. And we were like, no, she's fucking crazy. And he goes, no, she's not. And we were like, okay, well then, hop in the car with us, and we're going to start and tell her we'll be back in a couple hours, and uh, we'll be back, right? So he goes, all right. So he jumps in the back seat. And we start to drive drive off, and um, Brian goes, "I'll be back in a couple hours." Meanwhile, I'm flicking her off. (laughs) (laughs) And Lindsay starts to self against a wall. (laughs) And it made me laugh so hard that I was crying. And Brian is screaming, we have to go back. And James is going, no. <laughs> we have to keep forward. We we're proving a point, you piece of shit. And that was pretty much like when our entire relationship ended. <laughs> like me, you, and Brian, you know. <laughs> so. So Jen, give me another. Give me a few other names of guys that you dated in high school outside of me. <clears throat> guys I dated in high school. Yeah, that weren't thirty-five. <laughs> there must have been a couple. It was you. Who else? Dave McDougal, but that was before you. Who did Aaron Johnson? He was a cutie pie, but I didn't get laid. I was just like the makeout queen. I didn't get laid till closing Chris. Yeah, until the thirty-five-year-old man had sex with your sixteen-year-old body. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, listen, Jen. Uh, Here's the thing. I was okay. We're getting into me too, but like this is fun too because like, what do you think? Um, Did you see the thing today with? uh, Rose McGowan in Alexander Payne? No. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So you know Rose McGowan is legit fucking crazy. Yes, I but do. But she, she did start the Me Too. So now she's saying that Alexander Payne, the director of um, Election and about Schmidt, and he's, he's one of our great directors, right? 
fucked yes. her when she was 15. And he was, I guess, 25. But it's, this is just what she's saying, you know. Um, and uh, she said it was absolutely consensual, but she was being groomed. And I'm, I'm like, thrown off by the... Groomed? Groomed. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's like feminist speak or whatever. But, like, the thing is, um, that is, I was telling James earlier, that's really off-putting if she was 15 and if it's a true story. Well, I mean, just that two, tack two years on to that. Now, I... But, I mean, like, imagine if, if Chris Long was a, became, a, was now, like, the biggest fucking painter in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, would would you have a... Would you have a, a like an actual straight up reason to like cancel him? No, it has nothing to do with fame. It has to do with a personal relationship. And yeah, what that's it what did I think. Family, and what it did to my no. own personal life, not not anyone That's why else. you'd cancel him. <laughs> huh? So you would cancel him not because of fame, just because he's an asshole. Well, it has nothing to do with them. I could cancel him now, but I still, like, follow him on Facebook, and I saw him in Thailand. We're not best buddies by any means, but, you know, I don't, in retrospect, as an adult, looking at my life as a film, it was fucked up, dude. How, it destroyed yeah. my family. Uh, my hey, parents, Jen, are you wearing, are you wearing earplugs? Me? Yeah. I'm just on my phone. Could you could could you put in earplugs? Because let it, me try. It, okay. Were you hearing that, James? I was not. So is it you, James? Can you put in earplugs? Wait, do you still hear it? No, I don't. Okay, then I'll but I, I'm hearing a lot, and I'm hearing a lot in the background. Hold on, guys. I'm trying. Is that better? Hello. Yes. Is that better? I don't know. Not yet. A lot of background noise has been canceled. Yes. Okay. Is that is? Uh, oh yes, it's so much better. Yes. <clears throat> All right. But yeah. I mean, um, so, so, so you're saying that? I mean, the thing about your relationship with Chris Long is that um, it it really was a relationship that you. I, and that's the thing that I, I find so bizarre when we're talk when you're talking about me too, especially now is that I remember having sex when I was 16 or 17 with people that were clearly 30. You know what I'm saying? And I always felt like I'm, I want to do this. You know what I mean? Like absolutely 100%. Well, the difference and, between you and I is that when we were that age, it wasn't introduced to your family. Mine was in my family's face. Yeah, my was in the back of the like it was like in my family. He'd scream class. at them. So it was it's a little different than well, yeah, and it wasn't that much, it wasn't consensual. I was consensual. 
But in retrospect, Jesus, what the fuck? My poor parents. Oh. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I suppose so. But you were just being you. But like, <clears throat> I mean, but like, yeah, I would have made him sleep in the treehouse if I was them. He'd be fine up there. Trust me. You just give him like a six pack of those fucking um, old, uh, what did he, he used to drink? The um, Guinness with the, uh, what did they call that? Like it was like a, uh, it had a something in the bottom of it where if you crack the Guinness, it it made it the seem nice like little, it was yeah yeah it's gonna yeah, yeah. so that's all you'd have to do and you'd be Very like you is, yeah. yeah you fucking pansy ass slimy stay up there here's a six pack of that and he'd be like all right I remember when uh, we were living in Miami <laughs> and Chris and you had uh, left Chris Long and somehow. I was still attached to him. I don't know. Maybe even stronger than your relationship. <laughs> he, would, he would sit there and he would go, "This is. these are my problems with Jennifer. His Jennifer doesn't understand who I am. And then he would give me like 15 bar napkins and there would be these scribblings on it. And he'd oh, be yeah. like, can you read... Yeah, and he'd be like, can you read that? And I'd be like, no, Chris, I can't read your fucking handwriting. It's crazy. And he'd be like, I will read it for you. <laughs> so like four and hours then, later. Then, yeah, and then, and then six hours later, I would wake up to them strapped underneath the windshield wiper of my car. Stuck with the milk, like the, the dew of the Miami humidity. And I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? And be like, bar napkin after bar napkin, just stuck. And I'd be like trying to get the car. Oh, God. Yeah, so you got them. I had to clean them up. <laughs> like, what the fuck uh, Yeah, he would, he would just be like, he'd be like, how does this, this sound. You're a terrible woman. You don't mean to say. You are like the Mona Lisa without a smile. And I'd be like, eh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's that good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, you don't know anything. You're a yeah. yeah. Good impression, by the way. Very good impression. Because <laughs> I fucking lived with him for six months. But yeah. Yeah, and I dated him for three and a half. You know what's fucked up? It's my longest relationship to this day. I'm 17 years old. You want to talk about disruption? That's the longest time I've dated one person outside a hairdresser. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Only Jen could say uh, my um, my uh, 20 year difference relationship is the longest relationship I had outside of dating a hairdresser. <laughs> Only you could fucking pull that out of your fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. can you tell us a little bit? Can you tell us a little bit though about? Um, you don't have to say his full name, but the guy that. Um, <laughs> oh God. The, the, the guy in Los Angeles 
who was so into butt play that you actually put your entire fist in his butt? <laughs> well, I can say, well, I guess I, I, there's not a lot of Nero's around. That was his name. <laughs> <laughs> and his name was so, Nero James. <laughs> and his brother's his name, name was, was what? Chase. His Nero. name was Nero. <laughs> Nero, oh my god. <laughs> okay, so, t- so tell us how given name. So just so just tell us the story of how it worked up to that actual event where you had your first upset. <laughs> <laughs> I I you know, it's like a gentle lead. I don't know, like a training a pony, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Did you like start out just shoving a couple fingers up there and then yeah, but, like obviously okay but was he Are like you telling me you've you've never fisted anyone before right No 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 I have never and I will never <laughs> It seems to me to be incredibly unsanitary it seems to be unsafe well, you, you know what I've learned is you put a condom on your hand you put a condom over your hand, and you don't. You look at and smell. It Vaseline. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. But, but I remember you telling me. I remember you telling me that story, and I never really dug that deep because I was so turned off by it. But it actually did happen. Oh what? Yeah. And, and yeah. I know that, and, and I know that you do have a very small hand. You do have a small fist. I have very delicate so, hands. Yeah. Although I do have acrylic nails from time to time, so it's like, eh, okay. Yeah, but they're bunched up. They're bunched up. <clears throat> and then you put the uh, you put a condom over your hand. I haven't, but and... the next time I do it, I will. And the last time I did it was with some dude out here, and, like, people found out about it. And I'm like, you guys know it takes two people to do Like, it's not like I'm 5'2". This guy is like a parky fireman, and I, you know, it takes two to tango. I didn't just so, okay. there You didn't no actually put your fist. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You didn't actually put wait, your fist wait. up his butt, did you? The second guy here, yes. Oh my god! Wait, and then people <laughs> wait. <laughs> and then, like, you think people were you, wait, wait, wait. I want to know though. <laughs> Jen's butthole has got to be so fucking small. She's fucking five foot four. If she's, oh my god, I hope not. <laughs> no, no, it's just a it's just a mask. No, 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 no. No, darling. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. No, I knew that you were doing it to him, but I'm just saying that. Oh, I feel what I was saying. Fuck. Well, all right, you get your thought back. I just want to know. Okay, so (laughs) what I need to know is uh, in both cases, when you've got your fist up their butt, and I can't believe you did this to a park and he was okay with it, although you do have a small hand, I do – Oh my God! Still, and you it's got to be bigger than a fist for a lesbian and a fist for a fighter are different types of fists. <laughs> no, I got you. You are you, preaching to the choir. That made perfect sense to me. But okay, here's my question now. Um, uh, here's my question though. When you got the um, fist up there, um, are you also jerking them off 
and this is getting dirty, but I'm, and I'm not trying to make it dirty. I'm just wondering. I'm do trying they to remember now. Or, do they maintain oh, an yeah. erection? Oh, yeah, no, 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 that gets them off. Oh, okay. It gets them off. Yeah. The, 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 delicate, the delicate dances, once they do, you got to get out the there. Delicate, get out. The delicate dance of shoving your fucking fist up her ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right at Tennessee Williams well I'm going to tell you it's a, it's a tell because it's a the delicate hands of shoving my, my little teeny hands up an asshole it requires a it requires a reach around. It's like, have you ever been have you ever been fucked by a horse? Well, it's a delicate ass. <laughs> I do appreciate it. What a god. I fight. do appreciate it. Man, man and horse. The, the most important thing is you have to make sure there ain't any horse flies around. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. It's, uh, well. Oh. <laughs> uh, Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, we should ask Jennifer. <clears throat> when we talked about this story, I think, a couple of weeks ago, about when uh, we got kicked out of the hotel room in Tampa. <gasps> when was, was I there? I think you might have been, honey. Yeah, okay. you Do you remember? Oh, and you guys, we have two rooms. This is when we saw Paul McCartney. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we all like after the part, after the concert went to our room and parties, and we got kicked uh-huh. out. And then you guys all went back to your room and locked us out of your room. Oh, I doubt we did that. No, you did. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> exactly what you did. <laughs> well, if it's any consolation, it would have been later that night that Lindsay's mom, fucking Sharon. Called Lindsay, found out where we were, and we all had to go to Bob Evans and sit there for Sharon to come up and grab her by the screen. Yeah, and and I talked to her about this, and she's like, "I never did that." I'm like, "We were all scared shitless of you." And she's like, "Oh, but it's Paul McCartney. Why would I do that?" And we're like, "I don't know. I have no idea. It wasn't like." Fucking no, Lindsay's mom know. was. Lindsay's mom was out of control with. Um, she was out of control with her controlling ways, um, and that's. I've, I've talked to Lindsay about like don't be don't become your mom. Let your fucking daughter like have a little bit of, you know, revel revelry or whatever, because what happened yeah. with. And then okay, we can't talk last names, but what happened with. Um, Lindsay and Brian, and there was a there was a car accident, and then the uh, Sharon fucked it all up somehow. Do you remember that story? Oh, <clears throat> I do not. 
vaguely familiar, but I don't know. It sounds okay. vaguely familiar. Yeah. I well, know that Sharon got fired because of Brian. What? Really? Yeah. Um, he, I don't know where she was working. I think this is acting. No, she must have been a school teacher. Long story short, and I, this is kind of fuzzy, and I only learned about this like in the last two years. He went into her work, and there it's was funny that her, she learned about it two years ago, and it's so fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, I smoke a lot of pot. Um, it was Barry <laughs> and Brian, and they went in and they stole one of her checks, and they wrote out a check and cashed it, and it was caught. It got, I think, deemed for fraud. And then she took the fall and was like, yeah, I knew that they were going to do this because the kids were they were going to go to jail or something like that. Oh, my God. Could you imagine what a bad group he fell in? Remember Barry? Do you remember me? Barry. Like, yes, uh, I would always go. I, didn't that predate Newman Barry. even? I would just no, be it like, predated Newman that you were like, yeah. Barry. I would always Wait, go. Who's Barry? I don't remember a Barry. Yes, you do. Barry was. Uh, yes, you do. It was Barry. Do you remember? Um, other dude. Not Jeff Houston. It was. I like. I loved him. Oh, Jeff Houston, Barry. J- Jeff Houston, Barry. Oh, I'm, we can't say last names. Ah, oh, goddamn yeah. it. <laughs> Jeff, Barry, and um, uh, Brett. I right? Think the were, main, it was, they were the wildflowers. But but Wes was the brother and Jeff was the brother. But it was Barry oh. and some other fucking dude that was real. He dated Jen, Jen, you know, it was me, Lindsay, and Jennifer M. Remember Jen? Uh-huh. Me, Lindsay, and Jen. And yeah, yeah, he dated I that. Jen. And he yeah. lived in North yes. Myers. He was just a piece. He was so skeevy. He was a douchebag. Douche. Who always? I wonder if he's still who alive. always flirted with me? By the way. Jennifer always flirted with me. So, like, I think maybe there was more. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he was the biggest dick. But go on with your story. He was like a walking harmony calamity talk. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. That's the best way to put it. (laughs) That's the best way to put it. So yeah, tell the story. Um, well, wait, what what part of the story? I don't remember. I just remember him. I can't. Now I'm not lost. See, I'm about to forget. I don't remember. Oh, okay. So I I, I don't know. Um, let me think if I can remember a Barry story or a. God damn it! No, uh, you were you were going somewhere with this. Um, Do you have like black curly hair? He had kind of a not black curly hair. But are you thinking? Are you thinking of Curtis? <laughs> Colin, who was the one that punched out Brent that one time? <laughs> oh, that okay, was Austin Collins. I mean, could you imagine? Brent. Could you imagine? Okay, let's talk about this for a sec. Okay, <laughs> first of all, last names. <laughs> oh God, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> His name is Austin uh, Collinsworth. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, okay. This is fantastic. So, Brent was, as we know, was the biggest horn dog that ever existed. <laughs> and and uh, so, he, we all befriended Austin Collins because he was a weirdo. 
but he was super awesome. handsome. Remember, uh, Jen? He was yeah, just like, like it was like literally. He like he just came in and he was like he, was he looked like handsome. like a young Michael Landon or something. <laughs> he was just yeah, he so was and everything. Yeah, and, and so, then he was dating um, Carrie G. And and I guess Brent tried to try to fuck her, or they went to kiss well, her. Yeah, well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so he was. It We're was, talking about so Bob Crowhead, Carrie P, right? What was her name? Carrie what? Carrie, Carrie G. Carrie. Oh, Carrie, oh, okay, oh, okay. Carrie G. Right. Yeah, G. I got it. Oh, I got. You know what? When I think back, you know when I think back, I think maybe she got around a lot more than I think. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so yes. So what happens was, Wait, who was um, wasn't there another Austin guy that like? Remember when we were doing when we did the um, Hare Krishna shit? No, yeah, I think uh, it might have been into the woods. But you remember when we were doing the Hare Krishna shit? Yeah, well, no, the, he was like in high school. Like he started like we used to like study a religion called like I don't know if you remember. It was called Soul Group or Soul, and it stood for Students Against Unnecessary Learning. Or no students <laughs> offended by unnecessary learning. Soul. <laughs> who was it? Was it Austin who did that? Yeah, Austin. Well, that was the, his name. Oh yes, yes, yes. He no. So he, the he thing about that, Austin was he, he was, the, he, was he, he started putting out like okay, a rival newsletter to ours. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing about Austin was he was a brilliant kid and he was really funny and. Um, I remember uh, he, we just let him in our group for a short time, and Brent destroyed it. <laughs> yeah, like he was actually for a short time he was a part of our group, and he was so funny and interesting. And he was—I remember the first time I met Austin. Um, uh, we were in a civics class, and it was the first class we had. And they would get—they would go, um, "Now stand up." They would say over the PA system. Now stand up and put your hand over your um, heart for the uh, national anthem, or uh, no, the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. And Austin said, "Absolutely not. I'm sitting down. This is oh, ridiculous." Yeah. <laughs> and um, and so he like that was just from that was the first time I met him. And uh, I was like, hey, I always just got up and did it because I was like, who gives a fuck? This is all <laughs> bullshit anyway. But like you know, he like actually like I get you know he actually had um, you know tenacity. Like he believed what he believed. He had principles, and so I was like, okay, well, this guy's a cool guy. So um, then he did. He went over to the. Uh, he signed up for drama, and yeah. he was good at drama too. He was and one then, of the and into the yeah. Work. And then he started yeah. dating Carrie. Yes, and then. Her. No, it wasn't. What happened was uh, it was a different girl. It was a redhead. It was a redhead. I forget her name. Okay. And uh, so, um, so he's dating her, right? And we're all friends, literally, for like um, three or four weeks, which seems like ages <laughs> when you're young, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, fucking Brent 
seduces his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> brings her up to his house and has sex with her. Okay. So then, yeah, so then, like, so then it takes oh. like three weeks. <laughs> so it takes like three weeks for all this to, you know, come to light. But then it comes to light, and um. <clears throat> And this is like one of the literally I've known Brent for like fucking thirty something years, and I this is like this like this maybe the second of the sixth time that I've stuck up for him when I shouldn't have. <laughs> so didn't didn't Austin come? Did so, it happen in the schoolyard? Well, no, so Austin comes. I come. Austin asks the girl, "What is wrong? What's going on?" And she goes, "Well, I fuck Brent." <laughs> <laughs> so Austin walks up to Brent's front door and knocks on the door, and Brent tell you know the way he told me he was like ah I was shaking in my shoes. <laughs> he goes, but I knew he I know he did something wrong. So I went down and I opened up the door and I said, all right Austin, you can punch me in the face, but just do it one time. And so Austin goes, all right, well, come out here and, like, I'll let's not do it here. Let's do it in your front yard. And um, so you? Brent walks out. Oh, Brent. Huh? Yes. Oh, Brent. Yes. yes. Okay, Brent, yeah. So, so Brent walks out the front yard. Uh, Austin uh, comes up to Brent, and they're, like, right on the grass and hits him as hard as he can in the face. <laughs> <laughs> And Brent had a black eye for like two weeks. <laughs> but it, but the whole thing about Brent, this is the thing about Brent though, is that is that you go if you go, um, what? Why do you have that black eye? He'd be like, oh, because I fuck Austin's girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, it was not like I was riding my bike. So like I mean like he didn't even he wasn't even uh, he wasn't. Uh, and let me tell you my my favorite uh, Brent story is um, we're, me and uh, Brent are uh, sitting at the bar and we're drinking, right? We're at uh, the Buddha, and this we're like in our mid twenties, and so we're drinking, and Brent is like, "I'll tell you what, I fucking hate these fucking uh, rednecks. They just fucking drive me up a wall." You know, they're just so fucking stupid. And I'm sitting there next to him drinking, you know, smoking a cigarette. And the guy next to me goes, hey, I'll tell you what, man. He goes, I'm a redneck. And uh, so Brent goes, all right, man. all right, all right, all right. So we're talking, and he's like, Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, he's, we're talking about something, and he goes, uh, these rednecks, <laughs> these, uh, these, these rednecks, you know, and the guy next to me goes, goes again, hey, man, if you're going to say redneck one more time, I'm going to fucking smash your fucking face open. <laughs> And Brent goes, all right, man, all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So Brent's talking to me, and he's like, so, you know, anyway, this 
fucking massive redneck. And this guy goes, all right, this is it. He, he hops up <laughs> and he goes, I'm going to fucking beat your ass. I'm going to fucking knock all of your teeth out. I'm going to make both of your eyes fucking bloody and blue. I am going to fucking smash your fucking face in. And I actually saw that, that Brent was scared a little bit because this guy was, like, way bigger than him. And um, Brent goes, listen, dude, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. And, um, and the guy goes, all right. And then Brent, they both get down on the stool, and Brent looks over at me and goes, God damn, these fucking rednecks are touchy. <laughs> I was I was ducking down and like they had, they had to break up the fight. <laughs> oh my god, he was just a he's a fucking maniac. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. Funny. <laughs> yeah, I chatted with him just the other day. Yeah, I, I've I, I have not been able to talk to him for like three or four weeks, and it's awful. He tries to call me. We need to get him to call into the show. <clears throat> well, the thing is, is that he's in bed by like ten o'clock, nine thirty, ten o'clock, because he has to be up around five thirty. Yeah, yeah. Starts to be a little bit. What, what does he do now? He sell. He's like making a nice little chunk of change, selling um, vacation vehicles or some shit like that. I don't know. It, he's doing some kind of sales. He's a salesman. Yeah. You can imagine him being a salesman. Oh yeah, definitely. So, and he has a kid, All right. and he's pretty happy. Yeah. Before we go, does anyone have any other um, a story to tell? No. <laughs> Nothing else has happened. And I, <laughs> I mean, like, let's think of a story, like an old story, like where, uh, you know, one of us is <clears throat> awful to each other. <laughs> I feel like one of the last times I saw James is when me, you, James, and Brent were at my house. It was for the household, and we all did a hit of acid. And, okay, it was the last time I probably tripped, too, actually. Or shrooms, and then me and Brent split off, and then you two, and then I don't know, I don't remember. We bonded, all of us bonded, and had a good goofy adventure. And we both came back, both teams came back with nicknames, and we did a skit the whole time. I was, it was Pates and Poots, and you guys were. Do you, do you remember your acid names? What was it, Pates? Oh, that was always a Charlie thing to like make up names for people. Um, do you remember World War Tootie? Two World War Tootie, of course. Tootie McGraw. Do you guys remember what, what, what was like that night? I think we were at Jen's, but for some reason I don't remember why this would happen at Jen's. We were like screaming like, over there, over there, <laughs> and, and like like that old World yeah, War Yeah, because song or you guys broke into storage where we had the the um the balcony that overlooked the lake and below it was the popcorn machine and all these condiments and you guys decided yeah. to go in and break into the mayonnaise and the mustard and the ketchup and squirt it all over the brand new lawn. 
and did <laughs> yeah, World War II revenge. And then my parents were like, they can't come home. Yeah, I got a little bit of trouble for that one. Thanks, guys. Yes, I remember. Like you had bottles, um, of bottles of like squish mustard. You guys don't remember that? <laughs> no, I remember it. That's why I brought it up. It was World War Tootie was, um, I think. It started mild. in. It, it started in theater. It started in World War Tootie started in um, in Tampa during um, nationals. Or okay, states. and then and then and then we had the big one was Revenge World War Two D two. Yeah, yeah. And that was the one where I think um, James uh, sprayed mayonnaise in Brent's eyes, and Brent was blinded by it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> and the next day, I'm just impressed they had squeezable mayonnaise back then. They yeah. did, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah they did. Because my dad, they yeah. We're not we're not going we're not traveling back to 1640, James. <laughs> yeah, it's like 20 years ago. <laughs> I remember back in the day. <laughs> Do you remember when you had that big party? Um, you were you were super young. You must have been 15, and then the the Bat Boys came. Yeah, and I threw my body between them because they were about to beat the shit out of Brent. So it was just so cool. Again, it comes down to Brent, who yeah. should be killed. And they were because they, they were beating up homeless. They were beating up everyone. They they went to parties, and I threw my body in the middle of that fucking circle. And they they were freaked out. They didn't know what to do. They were going to hit a girl, and I was able to get them to leave the property. And then the cops came. <clears throat> Oh, well, thank God. And can you imagine, like, uh, just... Jim would be dead right now. Very stu- easily could happen. <laughs> the stupidity the of, like... Many. Yeah, the stupidity of, like, people that, like... I mean, they all have... I mean, like, they were all, like, in, like, a football, right? They were in their 20s. They're, like, well, okay. 20, 21 years old, and it was, like, they never got out oh, of the football just- mentality. It was ridiculous. Oh, and so they. Oh, okay. And so they were just coming back and uh, threatening to hurt people. Because you know, if you if you hit yeah, someone with a baseball bat, they're going to kill them. Let me ask you a quick question. Do you guys remember that place, like back in the woods, where the football players used to go party? Yep. Well, did, did we go yeah, out there a couple we, times? I did. We did. Guy. Yes, I and remember I had a um, again. With, uh, Lindsay's brother Brian. <laughs> and Charlie well, I mean, picked me up and put me over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was not fun night <laughs> for me. <laughs> Maybe everyone else was entertained. Yes, I, J- uh, James. I remember we went out there, and it was like um, it was so bizarre. Because it was just like uh, every, like walking around, it was just terrifying. It was like every, like there was no fun, for, you know, going on with anything. And I remember we walked around and two girls got into a, a fight. Yeah, so we were watching them. Oh, you were, are you there, Jen? Hold on one second. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know how to fix that. Okay. 
and these two girls got into a fight, and immediately I was like, we need to get the fuck out of here. And we were on acid that night, too. I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. And then we, <laughs> me and Brent were um, in the back of your pickup truck, and we were driving away, and all of these fucking, like, uh, douchebag um, jocks were throwing beer bottles at us. And we were like, why... And it was, I think it was you saying we need to go out there. And guys, we were like, thanks, guys, James. You know, thanks. That <laughs> 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 was a fucking fantastic time that we just all had. <laughs> guys, the show just ended. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Well, let me know if you want to call in again. Yeah, I mean, I, that was fantastic. Feel like chatting? We can set up a new show now if you want. No, I gotta go. No. Uh-huh. I gotta go. No. I'm not Actually, drinking. That's 